Welcome to the 1-1. I'm BJ Ryan. Episode 98, sponsored by Betfair. Don't bet harder, bet smarter at Betfair. Now the winds of change are blowing out at 1-1 HQ. And as a result, we, uh, we are doing today's episode of your WA Racing Podcast via Zoom. It's a remote edition. Terry Layton, what's going on? The winds of change. I like that, BJ. It's uh, it's very. Uh, I don't know. What I'm going to say next. What's going on? Uh, my lovely partner's moving in today, so we've um, the the joys, as you'd probably aware, the joys of uh, of moving house and getting things all sorted and trying to to flog things off and create room is uh, has left me a little short for time um, on this Thursday. But uh, don't you worry, the form is done. And while I'm not overly inspired uh, with the card. Um, I'm sure we're going to find a couple of winners. Very good. The lovely Nicola is moving in. So uh, Terry's uh, really growing up these days. <laughs> <laughs> You're now, such a uh, Jesus Christ. You're going to segue to the left of the coma now, aren't you? No, no, no. I wasn't actually, but uh, you did. Oh, uh, dear. <laughs> oh, I thought that's where you were going. I was going to say, I was going to say, just to give the listeners some context, it's 10.23 a.m. on Thursday, and Terry mm, was hoping mm. that we had this podcast finished by 11 a.m. on Thursday mm, so he mm. can commence moving duties. But, uh, but yes, what, what was, what's all this about a lap of honour? Uh, no, 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 that's okay. Uh, yeah, no, the idea was 11 o'clock, but, uh, look, that's that's okay. We uh, It gives me an excuse to... Uh, to, to wait for a few more boxes to be packed and a few more plates and uh, and and cups to be tucked away, probably just gets me out of doing another hour's worth of work. So um, yeah, the longer it goes for, the better. The uh, they reckon moving house is one of the top five most stressful things you can do in your life. So it's not a lot of fun, but uh, uh, hopefully it's a smooth transition. We can be back in one one HQ next week for episode ninety nine, mm-hmm. Terry, as we uh, as we roll on to uh, to the hundred in a few weeks' time. Before we get to that though, quick recap of our Top Gun tipping tournament. Things are really starting to heat up. Round four last weekend and a gentleman by the name of hang on, I'm just struggling to read this. Terry Layton won the round. Congratulations, That's me. Terry! Yeah, <laughs> thanks, thanks, BJ. It was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was a nice result late in the day. After it was a bit of a tougher day for me to that point in time. Um, so it was nice for for Hot Zed to get the chockies. There's still a bit of the jury out. I had a uh, I had a beer with uh, Riley Dot Morgan. Um, quite enjoyed hanging out with Riley. Very good lad on um, on Sunday, as well as Brad and Pete and a few others. And Riley and I were watching that replay and sort of discussing whether. Um, Miss Kentucky shied or yeah. whether uh, yeah. whether it's um, it peaked on its run perhaps or whether it was sort of doing a street bandit and waiting for a horse to – wanted a horse in front of it or a, probably more recently a Yule on Earth potentially type yeah. thing. But it, it uh, sh- it in, interesting like setup. It shied at a shadow on the ground. But uh, yeah, the Shields know, report it, it, said it shied at the winning post, but I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah, I don't know about that. I don't know about that or whether it's um, – yeah, just wanted something to chase. They might be – looking to ride Miss Kentucky sort of, um, well, clear instructions not to hit the front that, that far out perhaps going forward. But it was a, an interesting watch. But uh, I'll tell you what, Hot Zed, if, if if it did run second, it probably would have been a good thing beaten. It, uh, it was speared off on the band race further back than you'd, you'd probably like. And um, I think it's shaping up as a, as a, as a proper race or yeah, as, this Hot Zed, and as, a, as, a potential, as a potential carnival horse. Even if you, um, you look at it, it just looks like such a strong – well-built horse when you mm. like if you line it up against it almost dwarf miss kentucky on the line like um yeah and um it's nice to see J- uh, jason whiting hit a bit of form as well i reckon he's not i reckon he's uh gonna 
um, hit a bit of a rich vein uh, now that we've gone back to Ascot, the old fishy. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. good find there, Terry. Hot Z, I think it was like $13, is that right, on the um, Betfair SP? Yeah, wobbled out on, on Betfair late. I had a fair chunk at the uh, the early 9.50 as well. So, uh, yeah, you, got out to... You, uh, you owe an apology to your good mm-hmm. mate, Luke Finney, the sponge, uh, friend of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So, for the listeners out he was, there... He was stiff. He was stiff. If the listeners out there, if Hot Zed gets beat by Miss Kentucky on Saturday, Terry and Luke Finney, uh, one of his best mates, uh, finish uh, uh, finish together on 30th, uh, level pegging on 30th. So they both would have survived the cut. But with Hot Zed winning, Terry made his run up the leaderboard and poor Luke had to settle for 31st, 20 cents shy of 30th place. How did he take it, the sponge, when he found out? Hey. Uh, he had something on Hot Z, so he was okay. But geez, he, he does enjoy the comps. So I think he was a little bit dirty, to be honest with you. Twenty um, And he was probably a little bit. Uh, oh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say he's stiff necessarily. Watching the replay again, but uh, big screen did look home for the world. I, I think I said to you. Um, with about 200 to go when um, you've got the first up horse with the weight that sat in the breeze against the, the sort of the rock hard fit horse who's had the rail and uh, seemingly had the smoother running trends that you'd expect a uh, big screen to fight off um, big butter boom at that stage. Well, I know Bradley McManus was very keen on, he reckons if he was still alive, he'd be on top of the leaderboard right now. <laughs> oh, Bradley, I, uh, he chucked his tips up last week uh, on Twitter and he um, had he some well. prices and he tipped, he, uh, well. he tipped very well. He did. And he's, uh, I've barely, had a bet with him this morning as well. He's uh, he's priced very well uh, in what I think are probably easier pricing races. But uh, yeah, he's priced very well. This I saw morning Brad too. out the races on Saturday. He's looking very dapper, very dapper, mm. very dapper, <laughs> very sharp. He was. So, uh, uh, this is a, what's this all this Brad love? This Brad appreciation. Know, that's too. That's too much for me. That's enough. That's yeah, enough. He Let's didn't make the cut. So uh, anyway, no, um, he, he didn't have a. He didn't collect the brass razu yeah, actually. So away. let's let's make sure we kick him again. Let's start kicking him again. Now, Terry, um, that five hundred thirty-four dollars yes. that you banked on uh, on, on mm. the weekend catapulted you into second place. But at the moment, we're all chasing Chris Olsen. He's on twelve hundred twenty. Just con- continues to keep the bank. <clears throat> pardon me, ticking. Over. He is in the lead, Chris Olsen. The Perth Racing Guru is second. Then we've got Andrew McDonough, Steve Spence, and Timmy Marlowe rounding out the top five as we head into week five this Saturday. Remembering uh, only th- uh, so only currently only 30 remain, a further 10 will be cold following this week's cut. Yours truly, old Thoroughheads, is currently just putting along in 11th place. So hopefully we can uh, we can make it into the top 20. So just you got to think about tactics now as well. Yeah, like um, yeah. a lot of people, are, like I think James Ledger ran seconds uh, last week, and he's had three bets, all three of one, but he's only one, turned yeah. his hundred into two hundred and seventy-two. So I mean, I think you're at a point now where you probably it depends what you want to do. If you're happy just scraping into the top ten and running eighth or ninth, and good on you. But I mean, that, <laughs> is that the way you want to live? I mean, that's 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 the way you got to sort of start thinking about it. So. I reckon it's time to start throwing a little bit of caution to the wind, especially those in the top sort of 10, 12, 13 that have got their spot safe for another fortnight, you'd expect at least. Yeah. Because Chris Olsen, I think three or 400 in front of me. And then um, and if you go down to, say, Danny Carberry, we got on soon, he's about sort of 600 in front of him. And Danny's pretty high up in 13th. So you need to collect 100 bucks on Sprightly Star or whatever. It's probably not going to get the job done. Yeah, Chris Olsen, he needs to play the, the shorties and keep the bank well, ticking over, doesn't he, really? 
And if you look at Chrissy's collect, it's been two, two, four, seven, fifty, two, four, six. So he's a pretty consistent collector. Yeah. So you give him a couple of simple collects, he's going to finish on 15, 16, 18, under, and you're going to, yeah, you're going to need a result. So I reckon it's time to make a decision. Are you happy to, to limp into the top 10 or are you trying to wing this thing? All right. So you're remembering listeners that the uh, top gun will culminate uh, in, in alignment with our 100th episode extravaganza in two weeks time. So the winner will be announced following, uh, I think it is, what day is that? Prince of Wales Stakes Day. It's also Derby VRC Derby Day. So it's a big day. And uh, we are having a get together out at the races that day, Terry. Yes, we certainly are. I'm very much looking forward to it. Got a lot of lads coming out. Uh, I think the lovely Nicola might even be making a little appearance just to, just to see what all the fuss is about, PJ. This is a one-one sanctioned function. So all this listeners is, are, yes. are, are, are uh, encouraged to come out and uh, join us at the races for that Saturday, October 30 at Ascot. We're going to get there early, crack at dawn, secure our position somewhere on yeah, course. Well- what are you thinking? Yeah, we'll keep it nice and simple. I yeah. think we we'll just go to the uh, the Stone Motherless Bar. We'll get there well before the first. We'll create a nice little area. I uh, got another batch of hats on order, BJ, mm-hmm. uh, which will be here and ready before the um before that day. So we'll take them down, and cover the tables in them as a way of holding a bit of a spot, and um, yeah, see if we can find some winners and have a chat and just talk about racing for. Oh, probably 10 hours straight, I reckon. That's yeah, my then, plan. And then uh, then no doubt we'll find a place to uh, head to once they ask us yes. to leave Ascot Racecourse. So feel free to chime in at any stage during the day all night. And, uh, yeah, can't wait to celebrate our 100th episode with our listeners and the uh, and the 1-1 community. That is, uh, yeah, something to look forward to in two weeks' time. Time, speaking of time, is of the essence. So let's get moving on to our Northerly Stakes Day preview, Terry. Yes, let's uh, let's get uh, get stuck in and remember to stay tuned throughout the show for info on how you can enter the market, city meets, get out stakes competition, and don't forget our champs and challenges. Two newbies edition of the Mundaring Hotels WA Racing Mastermind. We've got Stewie Divertini and Danny Carberry going uh, going head to head to see if they can um, make a uh, the first step into our equaling Jay Rooney's five on the bounce. Danny Cupnight Carberry, yeah, the uh, Jay just took all before him, five straight mm. and uh, and retired, um, undefeated. And, uh, yeah, so the uh, he, he left a trail of destruction in his wake, didn't he, Jay Rooney? He got up off the oh, canvas to knock off uh, Marky Olmos last, uh, last Thursday, but two uh, two new bloods on this week's edition of the Mundaring Hotel WA Racing Mastermind. So really looking forward to that after race four in our preview. Also, Terry, the Betfair Edge, what is happening on uh, tomorrow on the uh, on the yes. SCN platform? Yeah, Betfair Edge will be uh, back at the usual time, back in the studio. Uh, we had to do it remote last week, so... Uh, we didn't have Cripper on the line, didn't have a guest, but we will have a guest. Hopefully it's Simon Miller, actually. We're just, uh, we've put the feelers out there, our producer has, to see if we can get him on the show. He's got a pretty interesting uh, team, as he always does at this time of the year at, um, at Ascot. And, um, and the following week, uh, written previews from myself. We'll be back on the Betfair Hub for perhaps just the carnival, but we'll see how we go, BJ. So it's, uh, it's all happening. It is all happening. It is all happening. Uh, looking forward to reading. I always like, enjoy reading your stuff, Terry. Um, don't know how the abbreviated version is going to go. I don't know whether you're going to get as much <laughs> colour and, and excitement into your writing, but I'll, I'll have a look mm. at the hub and see how it, see how it pans out. So, Thanks, um, mate. Before I like we, reading yours too. <laughs> 
before you have a very distinctive writing style. I can always tell if it's your, I think it's hoops. that does the country ones. I can always tell within two seconds if it's, um, yeah, who, who's writing it. So no, um, I always, yeah, always enjoyed your, your, uh, your written word. Terry you should, should write more actually. So I'm glad that Betfair's given you a push to do more of that. Hey, um, mm. before we go, I need to give a shout out, uh, to my father, Bernie Ryan, Terry cups, cups. So, Bernie Cups Ryan, he is uh, he's looking for a third term as a Belmont City Councillor. Now the elections, uh, the polling booths close this Saturday, so he is uh, he's been the um, the representative of the East Ward in the in the city of Belmont for the last eight years. He's looking for another four years on the on the council to continue his good work. So if you happen to live in the East Ward and uh, and uh, vote for Bernie, Bernie for Belmont, and um, yeah, just get get around the old old man. He's uh, he's been uh, very keen to get a shout out on the one one and um, to let everyone know that uh, that he uh, once again will be representing the people of Belmont, hopefully for another four more years, Terry. Vote one, Cups Ryan. Correct. <laughs> He'll be happy with that. So uh, so good luck, Dad, on uh, with the uh, when the booths close on Saturday evening. Now, Terry, Northerly Stakes Day at Ascot, cracking couple. There's a couple of features that are absolute cracking races. Some of the uh, some of the uh, lesser races are um, will take some getting through, and uh, we'll hopefully we'll uh, we'll try and find as many winners as they ca- as we can. But first of all, as we always do, I just want to throw to you and see how you think that the track is going to play with the rail out in the five minute position. Uh- and before we do that, I think one thing we've forgotten is uh, we had a tweet regarding futures markets. Yes, yes. Um, uh, in regard, we're going to, as today is a bit of a rushed um, remote episode, uh, I think we'll go into that next week in depth um, because I do love a futures market. This year, unfortunately, I'm probably choiceless in regards to the fact I have to sit them out because I, I don't, very plain and simply, I don't have any bowlers left. Um, so I can't really get on. So, I mean, looked at the $26 treasured star and saw it dropped to 15 and I even messaged someone to get a bet on it at the 12. And the best I could do was eight. And I said, no, I'm not taking $8 this far out. 12 was probably the bare bones for me, but uh, I think there's going to be a lot of betting opportunities that uh, come up throughout the card. And it's one of my favorite aspects of the putt. So uh, if I can't uh, have a bet, hopefully someone else can find a couple of winners and buy me a beer. That'd yeah. Nice. We, we might have to speak to the, the man who, Frame the market for all that or for all those features, Brad McManus. So, we reckon we're any chance of getting him on the show to uh, pose a few questions to the market maker? No, I don't know if you can afford his uh, appearance fee, can we? <laughs> so, yeah, but yes, yeah, so we, we we did get that uh, tweet. Thanks for sending that through. A uh, bit pressed for time this week, but um, we'll definitely be covering it more in depth when we've got more time next Thursday, as Terry mentioned, and might even get a couple of experts on the show who who play the futures uh, to uh, to see if there's uh, anything else that uh, the listeners should be looking at as we progress mm-hmm. to the. What have we got? Railway Stakes, WA Guineas, Winterbottom Stakes, and Kingston Town Classic. Can't wait for uh, the one thing races. I will. The one thing I will say, we'll go into it better next week. But with the WA Guineas, be wary um, of the with of the Phillies, yeah. yeah. Because if say Bob might run Treasured Star in the in the Champion Phillies and then and skip it, if horses say Devoted comes out and goes Super or Real Danger comes out and goes Super, and he goes, well, hang on, I think I've got this race at my mercy. The Guineas with one of the lads, um, and he might skip the. Uh, 
the Guineas from the champion filly because it's only a seven-day backup and head straight to the Kingston Town of three weeks. So that's always one that you've got to be a little bit uh, a little bit wary of. You might have the best horse, but uh, they might decide to skip a group two um, to target the group one. Yeah, no guarantees that Bob's going to put his fillies through the Guineas. So that's, uh, exactly that's a right. good point, Terry. So mm-hmm. especially... Um, so just be wary. Just be wary on that. I'd, I'd be ready this week. Just I'd be ready if Devoted comes out and runs a super race in race one and you can still get the $15 for the Guineas. Uh, I'd be having something on straight away. So again, I can't really do a huge amount about it, but um, yeah, if, if that price is still there directly after the race, I'd act within the first minute or two and have a couple of bucks on probably. Very good. All right. Ascot, Saturday, October 16. The rail is out in the uh, five-minute position. We're expecting some fine weather uh, for Nordley Stakes and uh, Crawford Stakes Day. Uh, Terry, how are you uh, envisaging the track to play? And what have you thought of the first two uh, back-to-Ascot meetings, um, Saturday and, of course, yesterday, our midweeker? Yeah, really good. Um, yesterday was was off pace, which was probably a bit disappointing for me. I was on a couple of big shorteners that led, and we gobbled up late, unfortunately. But um, yeah, it was uh, it, there was a bit of a trend early in last season that um, midweek, sort of when it was ten meters plus, it was off pace, and uh, Saturdays were more sort of closer to uh, the speed was suited. But the big thing I'm taking it's a fresh pad. We haven't had the rain that they've run on straight away, which we will have next week. I don't know if you've seen the early forecast next week, BJ, but it's a um, it's a nightmare. Um, but uh, yeah, just just allow for your speed maps. That's all I'm. That's for the biggest thing at the moment. Just allow for your speed maps. If you've got a race being dominated from the top, then allow for that. If you've got a race with a stack of speed, then um, then look for horses potentially finishing over them. So uh, it's a nice time of the year to bet while the pad is uh, nice and fresh. Okay. All right. Should we get started? Let's do it. Race one of the day is the happy 70th birthday Reg Bartle handicap three year old contest. Reg. For uh, over twelve hundred meters, happy birthday, Reg! Yeah, seventy, seventy big ones. Um, yeah, so you go. No, I'm just saying, well done to Reg. <laughs> well done, Reg. <laughs> just congratulating Reg on his birthday. Well done, Reg. Now, you, you, odds, I'll just say odds are going up as we speak. So, yeah. um, so we will be. It's a. It's nice that we're actually going to have the odds to discuss. I think last week we didn't. Or the week before. So, so you, um, you were just uh, talking about the Cerise and White three-year-old gelding by the name of Devoted when it came to WA Guineas market. Mm. Uh, I want to lead the way discussing Devoted in race one of the day, currently the $2.60 favourite. Yeah, I think the first thing we have to look at is the fact that Noblebourne, albeit I think they probably went a bit slow yesterday and maybe didn't suit Noblebourne's strengths, but you've still got to say perhaps a little disappointing uh, on the surface. So Noblebourne's a horse you're going to get a direct line for Devoted through, isn't it? So, um, yeah, just, just interesting in that sense. I don't know quite what to make of that um quite what to make of uh of devoted because even if you go back to the trial it was a nice trial aesthetically but there isn't a horse in that race that's done anything to show us what that trial meant um so i'm just i'm wary here i don't we simply don't know how good's devoted how good's hardly ever um devoted's 13 to 12 hardly ever's freshened a thousand to 12 um, the zoom I'm expecting you'll come out. I don't think they'll back up off three days after that nice win back to 1200, but they might, they may well do. I'm, I'm not sure you've got a bit to do with the Danny Morton. Yeah. Do you think there's a chance they're backing up? Uh, I, I heard him post race yesterday and he said it was, mm-hmm. I think it was 20, that, that 20, 80. Um, so yeah. 80%. I'm just, I'm just unlikely. allowing for it out. Yeah. I'm, I'm, just I'm allowing, allowing, for, it I'm allowing for it out as well, especially yeah. the way that it won yesterday. You imagine that he'd probably be chasing black type, maybe in a, you know, as a three-year-old filly, maybe have a crack at the Burgess Queen taking on some of Bob's yeah. horses. So whether she's up to that so or just, not, we'll find out. But I think that I, I doubt that it'd go three days, especially with some black type on offer in the weeks to come. 
Yeah, just be wary as well if you are having another bet in the race. If it's 450 at the moment, I think it is around that. It's just gone up green tab 440. So you probably see what's that, an 18 cent deduction or so. So just be wary. You'll get deducted from other bets. And um, and also, if you do back Bazoom, you'll probably uh, get a penalty for that victory. You'll probably be up to 59, not 57 and a half kicks. Yes. Um, so, uh, yeah, just be wary on that. But um, no, I'm really interested, BJ. And I, I don't, I, I just think it, it's best to say it at 250 versus 260. We just, just don't really know mm. um, where these ones are at. The ladies of Vamp was scratched again. It's the second time he scratched the ladies of Vamp from a winnable midweek maiden with Pikey on to run it on a Saturday in a race where you don't, you don't think on the service it's going to be competitive. It's pretty odd placement to be honest. Uh, and it'd probably be upsetting William Pike a little bit, probably not the man you want to upset too much. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have thought cause he probably could have secured another ride today. Um, but they're the two ones I'm most excited about seeing and most people will be excited about seeing, but there's, there's queries on them both. Um, yeah, it, it'll be a very interesting watch. Hardly ever was super on debut. It's, it's the one Miller has had a big spruik on for a while, mm-hmm. but um, it, it was its debut win was a little bit, it wasn't a gift. It was a very good win, but um, the race panned out perfectly for it. There was a weak lead of the horse and the breeze was chasing a long way out. It's run second and it looked in trouble a long way out. So I just, I think it ran into the right race first up, but um, yeah, it's a, it's a good, good little race. Those two dominate the betting. I don't know if it's just simply a two horse racer. Yeah, I, I agree. I got devoted slightly on top. I can just see Pike from four having Carberry from two inside him and sort of control, sort of dictating where he can and can't go from that position, uh, rolling into the straight with momentum, uh, devoted, and P- Paddy might be having to uh, to look for runs in, unless they decide to be really, really positive. But I actually thought that uh, Dadira, Bo Banovic Edwards would jump and run and find the rail in front. Um, maybe even your horse, Yemen Lass, coming across, sitting outside leader with... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll go forward. With Plement leaders back and hardly ever, maybe somewhere somewhere in there as well. So it just just depends whether uh, whether devoted can uh, Pike can have Paddy Carberry inside inside uh, him or whether he's going to be following hardly ever. So the, what do you what do you think with uh, the ladies of Amp coming into the race? It might grab the it might be quicker than devoted yeah, early, yeah, be able to get yeah. the one one. And next thing you know, you got Yemen Last Breeze, you got uh, ladies of Amp one one and devoted three back one off, and um and on the back of the leaders probably Plamont. So you've probably got hardly ever three back the fence and the two fancies are race one of the day when it traditionally is harder to make ground. They're both um they've both got a little bit more of a task mm. uh, sort of in front of them. So there's a I few think- interesting permutations i think the horses uh that could hold the key to the map anyways plement plement from one where the joey has a party yep. boots it out and tries to hold that leaders back and then that'll that'll create a shuffle effect where um those i the, think they will yeah, yeah. so but i thought the trial winner didira was was impressive enough i, I think it's gonna uh win when it share races but the two that stand out as the class runners if, if we're talking about bazoom being out of the race clearly devoted and hardly ever. I'm leaning, I'm in the vortex at the moment. Cerise and White are uh, going to lean towards uh, William Pike and devoted to get uh, narrowly, to narrowly get the better of hardly ever. Simon A. Miller and Patrick Carberry. Yeah, I'm, um, I am going to, uh, looking at the prices, which I'm surprised about. The trial of Dadira was too good to be uh, $19. Take off the deductions. We're still going to be talking 15 bucks type thing there. Um, Dadira was a super trialer uh, first up uh, uh, before its first career start. Sorry. Um, yeah, I think I'm back to it. It's really, really nice. Actually, and then, yeah. and it, was, it was stiff on debut, never a happy horse. And, and, and 
with the 52 kilos, what you're going to get here is a boy rolling along out in front. If this was over a thousand, geez, I'd be pretty excited. The 1200s mm. are a little bit of a worry fresh. Um, but yeah, earlier the day at Ascot, potentially a, little, a couple of roadblocks for the two fancies. Um, but the 52 kilos, $20 each way or $19 each way, take a couple of deductions. Yeah, that just sort of picks itself for me. I expect the two fancies to probably fight it out, but um, yeah, you, you might, you might, you might, you might get a, a little lightweight leader gives a kick on the band, then off she goes. And um, yeah, Yemen Lass as well, we'll run a race, I think. Okay. Very yeah, good. Yeah, I mean, Lass will run better than its SP, which will probably be $60 plus by the time they jump from the breeze. So um, last start was a pretty tough win over Foxy Sun, who won its next start. Um, and she had a few little feet issues, which she's since overcome. And I think we've got her as, as good as we've had her. So um, expect Yemen Lass, I don't think she can win, but expect her to run better than her SP. That's what I'd say. Very good. Good luck, Guru. And, yeah, and I agree with your Dedira thoughts as well. So it's uh, we're probably a bit flaky with, well, with race one on the day, but it's just a bit of a funny sort of start to the day. Or, well, I'm not going to be flat. I'm yeah. going to say this has come for the best value bet of the day if yep. that's the price. Because yep. I've, I reckon I'm about to tip eight favourites in a row just it's, about. It's hard with, uh, with with Bazoom, but I suppose we're just ex- expecting it out as well. But um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, you're right. That uh, early day, early in the day at Ascot, leaders, uh, lightweight, uh, Bo Benavik Edwards riding for her boss, straight to the front, gi- gives a good kick, devoted and hardly ever will be chasing. So could could get could get very interesting late. Uh, lightly weighted uh, front runners early at Ascot. There's worse things to chime into, I tell you what. Okay. Race two of the day is the Morley Growers Market Handicap 2200. This was initially advertised as a rating 72 plus. They couldn't get a top weight, so they had to scale this race right up. So the it's actually a 65 plus Roman Flirt top weight with 60 kgs, having won over 1,800 meters with 59 kilos seven days ago. Uh, Terry? Roman Flirt, can she do it again on the quick backup? 1,800 to 2,200, seven days. Yeah, definitely can. It's funny, funny Roman Flirt. I was talking to uh, my mate Jared yesterday. It's won twice his campaign and it's been threes to eights and uh, fives to twelves on his two victories. Yeah. So um, you could say Roman Flirt, they don't know um, when Roman Flirt's going to win, but um, now it's back into $2.30 off the seven days. It's probably not going to get me at that price. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there, there looks this looks to be a very a messy, messy race. Regal City will roll forward. Barra Magical, if it doesn't go forward, will want to get going from the 600. Secret Pearl's not a horse that'll want to let the race unfold without being a part of it early. Final Chill, we know, likes to make a mid-race move. Trade Master goes forward from the awkward draw. And then you've got Sacks on, Sacks off, who they'll want to try and get forward with, but this looks to have a bit of tempo in it. So whether we'll be able to, I don't know. So um, it looks an ugly race should be run in a true manner. And you'd expect Pike to land midfield. And if he gets shuffled back as the race is run, um, yeah, I still think Roman Flirt will probably get the job done, but there isn't much chance of me chiming in at two thirty. I was two seventy, and that was probably, um, yeah, $3 plus might be a backable price for me, but uh, no, Roman Flirt should be winning, but um, looks a sticky race. BJ Queen takes King, big improver as well. Um, forget I went around first up. Okay, yeah, I yeah, it, it, it was a funny race. You sort of have you compelled from a tipping point of view to tip Roman Flirt on top. She was dominant mm. last Saturday, come over for setback. We know that that's her level when she's right. Um, obviously, Northern start prior was uh, there was issues there, but uh, she just lapped up that strong tempo. Pike just had her in the prime position stalking the speed peeled and just cantered in really so the um 
William Pike will from five. He can just watch it all unfold in front of me, like Terry said. Uh, in front of him, like Terry said, uh, just keep her out of trouble in a rhythm, move into the race, and she's uh, she's pretty smart and carries weight. And a lot of these horses are sort of you know where, where are they? Are they genuine Saturday horses? They're just battlers. Are they are they um, below their best? What's the uh, Regal City? Of course, um, has gone from strength to strength since uh, heading to Kalgoorlie and joining, teaming up with Peter Fernie. Impressive, winning twice over the Kalgoorlie round. I actually thought Barra Magic was a really good run at the 21 days ago, well, three weeks ago at, uh, at Belmont. Set a pretty cracking tempo out in front in the race that was won by Sugarcane. Sugarcane then went from there and competed really well in, in a Kalgoorlie Cup. Barra Magic, um, he, that, was a, that was a good platform. Uh, establishment for him at this stage of his preparation, like the three weeks between runs back at Ascot, Brad Parnham on board. I think Bar- Magic could be a big danger to Roman Flirt, as well as I'm not quite, quite ready to give up on Secret Pearl just yet. I liked her last Saturday. I think they got the tactics wrong by going back. If um, if they go forward like they usually do, and inside with, horses, yeah, um, go back and if they went forward with Olden and followed it across, it would have basically landed in in uh, this you know a very similar position following Olden, who was following Roman Flirt, the winner. I think Secret Pearl runs top three from there. If uh, if uh, if they're more positive out the gates, Lucy Warwick goes on board from from gate two. I'm expecting them to uh, to be a bit more aggressive and to to mm-hmm. utilize her uh, her staying capabilities. So not quite ready to give up on her yet. In summary, looks the right race for Roman Fleur. I think she's a bit short for me after winning it, uh, as Terry said, double figures last Saturday. I'm thinking maybe Barra Magic or, or Secret Pearl might be might be the way I go from a uh, from a betting point of view. Guru, this scream, this screams ugly, though, doesn't yeah. it? Just so mid- yeah. There's just so much, so many horses that want to be on speed, or so many horses that want to use their staying ability. Um, so who's the jockey that tends to uh, let everything unfold and have the last laugh in these situations? The Iceman. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm just going to hope. I, I think, I think I'm just going to hope for another drift with, um, with, uh, Roman flirt. If it doesn't come, I might just, uh, I might be yeah. an onlooker unless there's a big good drift queen takes King sort of thing. And it gets out to sort of 14, $15. I might look at that each way. So but, um, three, yeah. $3 would tempt you Roman flirt, $3 Roman flirt or double figures. Queen takes King is probably where I'm, I'm looking, but um, I'm not going to get too involved. Race three is the tab touch Westby platinum series heat one. This is the, there's three heats that lead into a $100,000 final. Over the the Perth Racing Carnival, this is the first of who won it last year. Platinum heats was it uh, Glamour Pact? Yeah, or Prize Nemesis, or was that the Country Championship? Prize Nemesis came from last, beat Pink and Grey. Was that 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 was was that a different? Yeah, I might have the wrong race there. Was it Glamour Pact? Glamour Pact definitely won one hundred thousand dollar race, beat Wild Fusion, beat Wild Fusion. I think, yeah. Yeah. So, but um, yeah. So there's a hundred thousand dollars, and you got to you got to obviously compete in one of the three heats to be eligible for that for that final. I think it's on mm-hmm. winner bottom stakes day, actually. So, um, so yeah, I found this <laughs> following on from race two. I was like, oh, that's an interesting race. Race three, I found probably the hardest race for me, anyway, of the day to assess. Um, I thought this is probably the best betting race, though, yeah, in regards yeah. to you can have an opinion, you can you can sort of have a look at it. I think a lot of what we're gonna talk about apart from the features they're crackers yeah. um i think it's really narrowed down but yeah this there's one, one, or, one or two chances of, in every race um, yeah, yeah i think this one you can really broaden your horizons a little bit um i've got a question for you who, uh, do you th- who do you think leads 
advocator with the low weight and the wide draw should just be spearing across. There should be no other thought process tactically with it. Um, and then you've got um, Flickers Chance who are race. I think they'll be happy to take a sit. They'll be happy to lead. They'll be happy to do whatever they need to do with Flickers Chance. Uh, and then Pink and Gray is the other obvious one that um, sort of could go forward if they want to, but up to the 1,200 metres with the senior on, I reckon the instructions will be just to just to tuck in and um, and see how the race unfolds. But, uh, yeah, what did you have out in top? I, I really like, I know I say this every week, but uh, I really like Sean McGrady going on pink and grey, replacing an apprentice. I, mm-hmm. I'm, Just the way that he's riding, I think he's just going to be able to get this horse to bounce and begin and, Maybe even gone. Maybe even run a place in this exact same race last year, Pink and Grey. Um, and I, I thought Sean McGrady might be might be keen if if connections are to to try and take up the running. Uh, it's drawn four, so it can get to the rail. Just depends how desperate Bo Bannervik Edwards on advocator is to to work and cross. If she's happy to sit outside, I think Pink and Grey might be able to lead and 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 dictate. And uh, Sean McGrady doing his best work out in front. Um, that's the sort I think of the, the query will be the the 1200 meters and whether they think he might be better off with the, with the sit, but with the shades going on, I, I think if you look at his runs at 1200 last campaign and albeit his best ones were with the sit, I, I don't think there's any issue with him running it out. I think mm. this, um, he's just not much of a winner. Yes. That's his biggest problem. Yeah. Three, three wins from 46 for pink and gray, but, uh, I think he can, he can shape the, the map anyway with, uh, with, with mm. an aggressive Sean McGrady. That means that pink and gray and advocator share the, share the lead. That means, uh, uh, I guess flickers chance and image keeper. They look, look as though they'll land directly behind the leaders. I think they'll be very keen not to lead with Image Keeper this time. It'll yes. be a definite sit job. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a very, very interesting race in that sense. I'm happy to put a line through most of them. He's smashing, sorry, at $6 in the early market. It, it, to me, looks like the horse has had enough. Neville can get them to improve mid-campaign. The return to Ascot's probably suitable, but sort of willing to take it. I'm willing to take on Apple Schnapps. A, it looks like a swimmer. B, it's off 28 days. C, it probably gets back. Um So I'm, I'm looking to sort of to bet around, smashing, looking to bet around um, Apple Schnaps and sort of leaves me with Flicker's Chance, um, who I thought was really good in its maiden win, more so even than its um, than its class one victory. Uh, Flicker's Chance beat Safety Fuse, who came out and beat Real Danger, who obviously came out and won its next maiden uh, in pretty uh, in pretty good fashion. Flicker's Chance drops two and a half kilos on that last win and goes. Um, it, it barely, it's barely it's up in class, but I don't think it's a a huge rise in class That's for that little two and a half kilos yeah. you get. So um, races on speed, as you mentioned in the in the pre uh, prelude, Jason Whiting's riding well, and um, I think they're all going to have to get past a fit, nice horse. Who um, yeah, I think there's a few more points for Flicker's Chance to pick up before um, before he reaches his mark. So surprise, a four forty. Brad went up, I think three sixty, three seventy type thing, and that I considered that didn't have it, but the um, yeah, the four forty if that's if that's readily available, I think I think that's almost enough for a, a little bet um, on Flicker's Chance, BJ. Yeah, I agree. The thing that I liked about its last win was it sat outside King Cruiser, King Cruiser, and got the better of um, him late and just. Had some strength about him, Flicker's Chance, as he did in his maiden win. King Cruiser then went to Northam, and although he got beat by a little flirt, he did he did start odds on and um, and has some ability, King Cruiser. So for Flicker's Chance, at only its fourth start in a race, um, to do that with 60 kilos and 
and find a way to win showed a level of, uh, of depth to this particular horse. I mm-hmm. uh, I had him on top as well. I thought he was uh, what price? I, I was a four dollar chance actually. I was four dollars in field. Yeah. Yeah, what you're probably you? a bit short. I mean, I, I think most people. I was three ten actually. Yeah. Um, and I think most people would just be a lot shorter than Apple Schnaps, and that's probably why I'm eight dollars thirty. Um, Apple Schnaps, and I'm sort of high teens smashing. So that's probably the reason. Yeah. they're both probably on the long side, and that's why I've got Flicker's Chance a bit um a bit shorter than most. But I reckon the money will come again. Money has come first and second up, uh, and they've got the chockies. I can't really see why from a good gate and a pretty suitable race that the money probably wouldn't come for a uh, third start in a row. Yeah, I think it's probably going to land 1-1 just about, isn't it? Going to sort of yep. be... If Advocator's not that keen, they could even lead the race. You know, it's not impossible. It, on um, on debut, it, it got run down by uh, Let's Cut Loose on the line when Kira Yule led um, on him. And last start, he was in the breeze. So if he ends up in front, he ends up in front. I'm, I'm happy if he ends up behind him. If he ends up in front, it's a, it's a nice position to be in with a horse where you, you know he's got the gate speed and yet you're sort of equally happy... Um, anywhere in the first four. Mm. Just a side note, Flickers Chance won a trial at Belmont on August 30. And mm-hmm. out of that trial, sometimes it, these these things happen um, quite interestingly. Out of that trial, Traverne finished second on its last two. Downtown Twain ran third, won at uh, Northern last start. Colchino ran fourth. Uh, Colchino just got super beat. Yesterday. Just got beat at Ascot yesterday, and the fifth and at Jarrah. Went went super at Jarrah. Yeah, too, I reckon Colchino is going to be yeah. right actually. And then um, yeah. the fifth horse home in that trial was a horse by the name of Sooty Boy, who won first up at Belmont at Cricket Score Odds. So, what? Yeah, it didn't win. <laughs> no, Sooty Boy didn't win a race. Actually, <laughs> have a look at the replay of Sooty Boy yesterday. It was never on the track, and uh, it wasn't too bad actually. So uh, old Sooty, Sooty uh, could Bobby. be. It. But anyway, I just thought it was interesting that. Uh, well, just about five winners have emerged from that one particular trial. Uh, so that was that was deep mm. into a, a trial session at Belmont on, in uh, in August. So uh, yeah, hot hot trial. And uh, anyway, Flickers Chance. Uh, that's uh, the on topper for me. And um, Flickers Chance for me. I do want to have a, a spec bet in this as well. So I'm going to back Flickers Chance. Say say you're betting five units out of four on Flickers Chance and one. Even though I think it's a runaway and wins a lot. Um, scratch midweek to yeah, run here. Wins a lot was just a different different horse last prep. One, it's maiden in really, really nice fashion. Beat the slug who's got real charisma and hot death form. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I had to get that in there. I really like that one. Um, and then um, came out and was stiff behind Temptation. Was stiff behind Special View. Should have beaten Special View just about that day. Asked Cripper about that and the ride that day. He wasn't... Uh, yeah, I think he was. I think that was the horse. I might be thinking of the wrong one. I think that was the horse. Um, and then got stuck deep uh, from a couple of awkward gates. Yes. It was, he was yes. afforded absolutely. She was afforded absolutely no luck. While she probably wants further, I reckon that wins a lot turned a corner last prep. And I reckon wins a lot is a horse that can go through the grade. So um, yeah, fourteen bucks. I'm six dollars eighty. I reckon hold fire. I reckon we see longer on Betfair as well. So I don't think we need to rush in for for wins a lot. But um, yeah, keen to to play the double flicker's chance for sort of four parts and wins a lot for. One part. Okay. Yeah, Flickers Chance on top for me. And I, I think Pink and Grey might be the big improver. Could run yep, a uh, cheeky race, especially early in the day if, if Shawnee can get uh, this particular horse rolling along uh, on the rail out in front. Uh, okay. Mate, it's had um, – sorry to sorry to yeah. up on this race a bit long, yeah. but just on your Pink and Grey, I can see that 100%. And it's had 
there's no nice way to put it. It's had out of form jockeys on it. Yeah. Like Christy Bennett's been riding it recently and she's probably not in the best of form. Chris Graham has been the long-term jockey for it when perhaps he wasn't having a good uh, run of form. So it's it's never really had a, a form hoop go on board. So it's, um, and we've seen Shorty McGrady, what he's done with horses like Mr. Delegator, taking over from a, an apprentice. So it'll be really, really interesting. Um, if he can find a length or two, you, you could be onto something at a price, BJ. Alrighty. Race four is a C-Corp handicap over the mile, 1,600 metres, only the eight acceptors, and William Pike has thrown a spanner in the works in uh, in most people's assessments. He had the opportunity to ride, I imagine. He was offered the ride on both Star Align and Karajini Aurora. The Wizard has opted for Karajini Aurora, who uh, he's ridden to win three of her last four starts. Karajini Aurora, must be noted, was scratched with a virus, according to the stewards' report, last Saturday in the race. It was won by a kiss on all four cheeks. Captain Chaos was in that race as well. So do we follow in the Wizard or do we zag Guru? Oh, I don't think it was a tough, I don't think it would have been a tough decision. They're both their best. Karajini Aurora's, uh, it's formed probably a level higher than where Star Alliance at, but uh, this is a race where it just screams ugly. Like I can say you've got Star Align on top in your little, uh, in the preview here. And to be honest, that's, that's probably the way I'm looking as well. Just to be aggressive, go to the top. Um, I don't want five bucks. I want more than that. But um, Karajini Aurora off a setback. I, oh, that just worries me. Son of Backers should have finished a clear second to Graceful Girl last start. How big? I think. How big? I just think the stable. God. I think he's. I think he's got this horse wrong though. Yeah. The twelve hundred to sixteen hundred. I just don't get it. This, Off seven I days. A, I reckon it. Mm. I reckon it's a sprinter. Mm. I reckon Son of Bacchus is a sprinter. All its best runs over the mile have been sort of grinding type efforts. This horse has got a huge turn of foot, ridden quietly over the twelve hundred. Like yeah. I, 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 its last run was huge, and I'm sure it'd be very popular. A lot of people will be tipping this horse, but just looking under the conditions, I'm I'm confused about the twelve to six hundred. I, yeah, I would have loved to see him to, to um stick to sprints. It's a, it's a, it beat in a rodeo last campaign. Um, so it's, yeah, it's a, it's a serious sprinter. And then Rebel Knight's going to get a nice map as is no apology, yeah. but yeah, lack of trust here for me, BJ, not a race I'm, I'm too keen on. Yeah. I'd, I actually think that this is the race for Star Line. That run, well, probably should have won the Cool Guardy sprint, three starts to go, start the rent, an unlucky second to start the Friar. Uh, start the Friday, then come out and won the Hannons. And then it's two vic- two Cowgirly victories since have been super. Pike on board on both occasions, uh, knocked off Moshard, um, who went from there and started favourite in the Hannons, and then was just dominant on Cowgirly Cup Day in, in 66-plus company. Quite an arrogant victory with the, with the top weight of 60 kgs. Um, losing Pike is obviously not ideal, but Paul Harvey, he's... Uh, he's um, He's not quite the pontiff of old, but he's not far off Hopefully, at the moment. He's so. off his rides today, Beach. Yeah. Oh, he's really? He's off his rides okay. today. Yeah, he's off his rides today. He, I actually, replaced he, him on a few of them. He, so. um, Saw he, leg, I think it was. Right. Did he get hurt so, yesterday? Um, mate, I'm not. I'm not too sure. No, you're right. not all I know spot. is I, I spoke to Luke Fernie brief about our horse, and uh, I asked why Pont was off, and he just said sore leg. Um, yeah. That's all he gave me. So um, yeah, just watch that space and monitor potentially. Is is Brad Rewilla available? He is. I'd say. Oh, then I think Pete and Brad. Don't know if he's riding for him at the moment. So it'd be interesting. Just monitor if you're backing that horse because of Paul Harvey. Just be aware that. There's a sneaky chance. I don't know how he recovers for yeah, Saturday. He was, so he was just, just be aware. His, replaced his rides. He'd, he'd, no, be a bad lo- he'd be a bad loss. He'd be a bad loss. I agree. I agree. Um, yeah. Just sort of seemed 
screamed a uh, Paul Harvey horse did Starline. Yeah, so I agree. He had one ride on Gold Fries yesterday at uh, at Ascot, and then he then he was replaced on his other. He was rides. on here May as well, I think. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, mm-hmm. something must have gone amiss there with with the pond. So keep an eye out for a as Terry said, keep an eye out for a potential riding change on the top weight Starline. But coming off a setback, I, I envisage that most the the, the money and the market would favour Carrigini Aurora. Actually, Mark Starline uh, favourite ahead of. Carriginia Aurora flipping, flipping the market. Roger's been really mm-hmm. impressed with this horse. If you go back, it did it bolted in Ascot with Brad Willow leading from a wide gate last prep. Then I think it went to Belmont and ran third behind horses like Naughty by Nature and Zara Tight. Uh, competed really well, and then forget it's it's twenty two hundred meter run at Belmont um, before a break where he just cooked it out in front. So the way that this horse has been running, the times it's been running, the weights it's been carrying, I think Star Line can come to town and win. Yep. No, I don't mind that. And it looks like a nice map. Nothing else we'll really want to uh, to probably challenge for the lead, will they, Beach? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, does Rebel not really want to lead? Does No Apologies really yeah. want to lead? They're probably the two that can if they wanted to. Uh, I think aggression from Starline, uh, the, whoever the rider is, can uh, – and just he's just – he's rock hard fit. He's in form. I wouldn't be going back. I'd be I'd be attacking and, um, and make, mm-hmm. make them get past him. Very good. All right. Let's take a break ahead of our – Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind, Danny Carberry versus Stuart Divertini. It's time for our Mundaring Hotel, WA Racing Mastermind competition. The Mundaring, it's been the heart of the hills since 1899, located in Jacoby Street, Mundaring. If you're in the neighbourhood, drop in, have a chat to the publican, Ian Butchie O'Connor, feed, flutter, Froffy's family atmosphere up there at the Mundaring and uh, let him know that you tune in to the 1-1. Terry, Jay Rooney, he was five and done. He cemented his place at the Perth Racing Guru end of year party with his victory last Thursday. Now uh, we have two new contestants to take us forward in Mastermind 2.0. Let's start off with contestant number one, Danny Carberry. Danny, welcome to the show. Good day, Thanks for that. Danny, it's good to have you on, and it's good to have on someone up at the uh, the pointy end of the uh, the Top Gun uh, tipping competition. Just having a look now. I knew you were top 15, top 13th you're in. Uh, only, well, you're pretty safe from the cut this week, I'd suggest. What, uh, have you got some tactics? You got some plans moving into Saturday? How are you going to go forward and uh, and win the, win the big one? Uh, I haven't had much of a look at the field for Saturday just yet, but um, I think I'm going to have to start going a bit bit wider than what I have been to try and catch up with the likes of yourself, mate. Yeah, it's funny. I was actually going to, we've discussed that earlier actually on the pod about uh, the fact that everyone's sort of worrying about the cut. It's going to get to the point where you go, hang on, we've got three bets left. And uh, yeah. Chrissy Olsen's, I think he's three or 400 bucks uh, in front of everyone up the top there. So we've, uh, yeah, we're all going to have to go a little bit ambitious for the last few weeks, I reckon, and try and jag one at a, yeah. at a bit of a price. Yeah, I might have to up the ante a little bit this, this week, I think. Speaking of upping the ante, Danny, um, Cup Night, you are a part owner of uh, one of the best horses in Western Australia. What I heard during the week that we're uh, we're on a winter bottom stakes campaign. Can you can you confirm? And will you race before the winter bottom or first up in the big one? Uh, I can confirm. Definitely aiming for the winter bottom, mate. Um, wholly and solely. Uh, probably not going to have a run before it. And, uh, more than likely three trials and then first up have a crack. Give it everything we got, mate. And your brother Patrick, top jock. He's happy with uh, with Cup Night moving forward. 
Yeah, the trial was just what we wanted the other day. Um, he's going really well. He's pulled up sound, um, bouncing around like a prize fighter. So uh, got the little report. That just gives us a bit of a quick update after track work most uh, most mornings. And, yeah, this morning's all thumbs up. So full team ahead. Very good. All right. Good luck with uh, with Cup Night and uh, and the Top Gun as well, Danny. And uh, we better bring in our contestant number two, Stuart Divertini. Stewie, welcome, mate. How are you, lads? Thanks for having us. Stewie, it's uh, it's nice to have you on, mate. Uh, how's your stable of horses going? Any Cup Nights floating around in there? Oh, no, in near that caliber. Actually, I'm a big fan <laughs> of Cup Night, actually. Um, yeah, I've got zero demerits running around. He was in the weekend. He's, he's honest yep. as they come, but yeah, nothing, nothing of that caliber. We've got one coming through as well, little baby, but yeah, no, nah, stable's quiet at the moment, so it's going well. Happy for everyone else. That's the, uh, yeah, the, that's Gar- good. the, the Gary Crispin stable, of course. Hey, mm-hmm. Stewie, yep. um, just want to say thanks for all your support over the journey of the podcast. You're a regular in our, in our competitions and you're also a dual get out stakes winner as well. Oh, best mates in Perth, mate. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> <laughs> Very good, Market yeah. City Meets. And, uh, and, and again, um, appreciate uh, all your uh, chiming in over the journey of, of the podcast and uh, and today you get your opportunity at Mastermind 2.0. So we've got Danny Carberry versus Stuart Divertini. Let's get this show on the road, Guru. Gentlemen, your names are your buzzers. And to be crowned this week's Mastermind, you'll need to be the first person to answer three questions correctly. All right. Challenger. Okay. Well, we've got two, oh, we've got two challenges. We've got two challenges. Yeah, yeah this right. This is a bit awkward, isn't All it? All right, we'll, go, we'll, we'll do it this way. Challenger one, are you ready? Ready. Challenger two, are you ready? Ready. Three, two, one. Over to the guru. Okay. Who am I? I have had a race ride in every state in Australia, bar South Australia. I have not had a race ride since May of this year, though I have trained a winner in that period. My sister rode a double at Alice Springs last Saturday. I've Stuart. never won a group Stuart. one. So, uh, Jared Noski, yeah, it's Jared Noski. Jared Noski. I've never won a group uh, well one, though I have been placed in the Winterbottom Stakes three times, all aboard the same horse. I'm I'm one of only three jockeys to ride the great mare, Black Caviar. And, of course, I finished with a dig deep reference just to really <laughs> give it away. Well done, Stewie. Stuart won. Danny, yet to score. Okay. Another one related to Jared Noski. Besides Jared Noski, who was the last jockey to win a race aboard Rock Magic? Oh. Danny. Danny. D- Danny. Uh, jumped in early. Uh, go Willie Pike. Oh, very good. Well Willie done, Pike. Danny. I haven't got this in front of me, but I think he's won from one on the horse. It was the 2018 Roma Cup, and he won by absolutely panels. So, oh, Willie Pike, um, Rock Magic 2018. That's a good get. Okay. One, one. Here we go. Question number two. The trifecta from last year's Crawford Stakes do battle again in this year's edition. I want you to name all three. Danny. 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 Uh, Indian Pacific, Flirtini, and no, sorry, Mervyn, Stage Man. 
Very cool. good. Are we, BJ, yeah. are, we, are we paying that? I'm we'll paying allow it. it. We'll allow it. We'll allow it. Yeah, definitely going to pay that. That's a good, very impressive that's a stuff. Good Jesus. Good, uh, Jesus. Yeah, very good stuff. That's and about the only way to look at for Saturday. So, <laughs> <laughs> so we've got All Danny right. 2, Stuart 1. Okay, question. Uh, question number three. Who was Bam? Who was Bam's on fire? First West Australian trainer uh, before moving. Stewie. 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 Chili Porter. Yes, <laughs> it was Chili <laughs> Porter. Jeez. Chili Porter. Well, how often do we? Fi- how often do we finish at two all? It feels like it's always oh, two all. Long time out of Chili, to- mate. Go way back. <laughs> I just want to. I just want a week without this much tension. Jack and Stuart rolled up mean? today, thinking, "Geez, I hope Terry asked me a Mark Porter question." <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like that Indian movie, eh? Hey? That little Indian kid wins all those quizzes. <laughs> That's a classic. That's classic. Oh, yeah, right. Chili okay. Porter. I got it. Two, two. <laughs> All right, here we go. Regal Power has won both the Railway Stakes and All-Star Mile. Which other runner in this year's Northerly Stakes is a Group 1 winner? Danny. 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 Casey. Oh, is the answer. Congratulations, Danny Carvey. That was a that was an epic. That was an absolute epic. Danny Carvey, Stuart Divertini, stride for stride in the mastermind, and Danny <laughs> comes up on top. Congratulations, guys! What a titanic tussle. Well done. Thanks, Lance. Well done, Stu. Well, good job, buddy. Good luck with Cup Light, mate. Looking Thank forward you. to it. Yeah, cheers, mate. Me too. I uh, hope Bernie doesn't put the heart rate monitor on me after that run. I'm <laughs> Danny Carvery, congratulations. You are the new WA Racing Mastermind. Uh, thanks for uh, coming on and showing us what you've got. I think we got we found we unearthed two uh, absolute WA Racing aficionados today, Guru. We certainly did. Well, Stewie might not Stewie might not have got the prize, but gee whiz, he got the he got the chili forward question right. And I, I reckon that's just a, that's a, that's that's a very notable. <laughs> yeah, exactly right. You were stiff. It wasn't worth two. Uh, so, Danny Carvery, that one hundred dollar gift voucher to the Mundaring will be in the mail. Congratulations! I know you're a very busy man, mate. Will you be able to uh, defend your title next Thursday? I'll make time for it, mate, for sure. Congratulations again, Danny and Stewie. Mate, uh, terrific performance. First up in the Mastermind, we'd be happy to get you back on any time. Uh, good luck to try and win no. a third Get Out Stakes this Saturday. And, um, of course, mate, uh, we always appreciate, as I said, we always appreciate your no. support here at the 1-1. No drama, Charles. Thanks for the opportunity. Keep up the great work. See you later. Thanks, thanks, Joey. Thanks, Danny. Thanks, fellas. Thank you, guys. See you. Have a good day. Wow. Terry. That was good. An epic. An epic. It's good, isn't it? There's, there's a lot of, I feel like, as I said, I feel like every week it's, it's to all and uh, turning for home. It's a, uh, yeah, it's always a ding donger. And uh, Danny got his head down on the line. Um, but yeah, the, the chili four to one. That's a good one. It was Renee Forrest. Is that, I think that's his daughter. Yes. Um, yes. Yeah. His daughter wrote it uh, throughout the, all the, two-year-old feature races was pretty stiff not to win one i think renee um i think they drew a few bad gates and and the horse just got well back and uh it was a it was an eye catcher after eye catcher so it'll be interesting to see if bam can um regain some of that old form on saturday yeah with neville parnham that is correct Mm. uh that was uh that was a terrific mastermind we've got there's a there's a uh there's a new king 
Danny Carberry, mm. he's, uh, he was pretty, uh, very impressed with uh, how sharp the two fellows were today. And um, yeah. uh, I think we've, uh, yeah, there's plenty more. I put out a post on Twitter last night for people to tag their friends and uh, to uh, have a step up and have a crack at the mastermind. And we've got a few names uh, to follow. We've got a few people booked for the weeks to come. So looking forward to uh, how the mastermind plays out uh, over the coming weeks and months, Guru. Yeah, me too. Hollingworth soon. That's that's the name I want. I want him to. Oh, I think I want him to go down three nil as well. Dane, no, Holling- Dane, Dane no. Hollingworth and and Pat Keith are uh, are both confirmed in the weeks to come. So hopefully we can get right. the planets to align. Uh, well, unless Danny Carby goes on a winning streak, then. Um, but uh, yeah, those two fellas, uh, the uh, the two old school buddies, they'll be going head to head very soon. Wonderful. Race five, one of your favourite races, Terry. Uh, yes, the, the, the bread bags, Glenroy McSharp handicap, uh, over the 1500 meters. And, um, do you reckon this horse will be popular or what BJ? Oh, what, I actually haven't even seen the market. Sprightly star Terry is no doubt is the horse that you're referring to. What are, what's mm. the, what are they saying at the moment? I haven't checked just yet. Let me refresh. Uh, $1. seventy Sprightly star. My Fury 550, where I'm looking currently. Um, My Fury, it, lo- it looks a race where My Fury probably leads and Sprightly Star grabs its back. The horse drawn underneath them, um, their barrier two and three is um, Shelby Bartell, Raymond Vincent, special pitcher who they like to ride cold. So, um, yeah, it looks a pretty obvious map. I don't think any others will be super keen to lead. You might see a horse like uh, Outback Jack roll mm. across, but I don't think they'll want to lead it. It was over a month since its trial or about a month since its trial. Jay the Joker jumps really well. Um, a nice fit horse deep into a campaign. They might say, oh, let's look to, let's look to have a little bit of a, um, a pop for the front with Jag the Joker perhaps, but it should be my Fury controlling. Chrissy Parnham will try and be as tactical as he can and sprint and try and get Sprightly Star sort of standing still, I think, and that's probably how he beats him. But, um, yeah, I think Sprightly Star will, will, will win this and win this well. It's important to note, and it might not mean much to most, but Sprightly Star was nominated for the Railway Stakes. I reckon... Um, they haven't nommed quite a lot of the other ones. So I reckon it might tell you um, that they've got a bit of an opinion. It's actually the lowest rated horse for the railway stakes. So uh, Sprightly Star will keep winning and I'll be betting at even money, which I can't get at the moment, but I will be happy to bet at uh, double me money, BJ. On the Betfair exchange, betfair.com. Hopefully, hopefully there's a little push for my fury or something. I can't see where else money comes, but it'd be nice for a little push for my fury or Whatever, what I don't care what the money comes for, but well, just be lovely even, to um, see some two twenty, two thirty. I see even Treasure Star was a dollar seventy two bet for SP yesterday. I mean, a bit of a different setup because it was get back over eleven hundred. That's a still, far, far different, yeah. far different setup. Yeah, if you don't get that Swoopers Day and um, yeah, so was it any I better on the? Was it any? Was it any better on the exchange? Uh, no, it was, it was trading to below a dollar forty for yeah, a long way, yeah. so it actually got out late. No, I think that was the right price. Yep. Uh, I think that I think somewhere close to two bucks is probably the right price for a horse that's going to be last over eleven hundred. Uh, but the pattern of the day really, um, really did suit Treasured Star yesterday. But this is more of a, geez, it maps as well. You know, um, this one maps not 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 to need luck really. Exactly, running. It just yeah. needs to be just needs to be good enough. So yeah. oh, first up at Northern, you mentioned that my fury might want to sort of just sort of stack and rack and try and pinch it like first up and all that well that was a slow race and sprightly star was able to sprint off a dime and and made sort of made bazoom look a little bit second second rate on that occasion and yeah. then bazoom came out and was um, pretty soft in a suitable race yesterday midweek at ascot and the sectionals that sprightly star ran 
under a pretty good hold late from the Wizard were uh, eye-catching. Um, looks like she's come back better this prep. Got to remember that she was re- she was well regarded as a um, potential Oaks filly or, or one of Bob's potential Oaks fillies. Maybe maybe one of the uh, the the other fillies lead ups they were targeting with her didn't quite get there through immaturity and maybe time just wasn't wasn't uh, wasn't right for Sprightly Star. However, that uh, the, the trial um, and then the uh, I think the trial was who was the trial behind. It's a Ray Day, I think it was. The trial yeah, behind it was, it, yeah. Trial behind It's a super. Ray Day. Child Super took that form to Northern, kicked their heads in, and I imagine she's going to come to town. Kicks and, their, uh, that's aggressive. <laughs> she, well, she did. That's aggressive. <laughs> Hang on. Kicks their heads in. She Here kicked their me. heads in. And uh, Sprightly yeah. Star will come to town, get the run from gate two, following the hardest to beat My Fury, and I think it's just a matter of uh, getting out from there. Kicking their heads in? Yeah. Just should kick their heads in, should it? Yeah. Jeez, who am I doing the podcast with? Mr. Aggressive <laughs> over here. Hearing me. Yes, no, I agree. Uh, Sprightly star, two bucks, and it's easily the best of the day. Easily, easily. Um, Outback Jack is a horse that, just before we move on to the next race, Outback Jack is a horse with plenty of depth, stretched Western Empire, the favourite for the uh, the Northerly Stakes, in a uh, lead-up to the Derby last autumn. That was the Mel Vista. Um, made Western Empire sweat a bit. Like Outback Jack as a horse, he's going to uh, he's going to win his share of races. And um, would have been interesting if they pressed onto the WATC Derby last last prep. Didn't quite get there. Fell one run short. But uh, Stephen Miller, mm. SJ Miller, obviously has a very high opinion of both Outback Jack and Holy Enchantment. Looking forward to seeing both these horses back at the races uh, very soon. Holy Enchantment maybe next Saturday. Ah, very good. Yeah. Okay, race number. We just walk away from a two-horse race. You agree it's probably a two-horse race with My Fury, BJ? Correct, yeah, unless, unless we okay, see something, I, unless we see something extraordinary from, uh, from Outback Jack. But, yeah, they're, yeah. they're the two, okay. yep. And the trial was a month ago without yeah. Jack as well, remember? So, mm-hmm. uh, race number six, and that was a two horse race. Is this a bigger two horse race? Oh. Uh, the over the 1000 meters, the Bravo Mento, um, we see triple missile now with Lindsay Smith, um, and Vedette de Star, uh, go bang in a 60 plus in a restricted one metro win. You won't get too many, um, better the top ends to a restricted one metro win than this. BJ, which uh, which camp are you in? The the triple missile camp or the uh, vedette star team vedette to star? Um, I think tri- triple missile for me too. I think triple missile is the better horse, um, mm-hmm. not not by a lot, but uh, he ta- he's he's electric triple missile. Previously trained by Toddy Harvey, the only time he was beaten was in. Um, the 1,400-meter Breeders' Classic at Bunbury. No disgrace to go down to a horse like Kiss on All Four Cheeks on that particular day. Was subsequently spelled. Has come back with Lindsay Smith and Vedetta Star and Triple Missile both trialed in the same heat at Lark Hill recently. Triple, Triple Missile was a conspicuous last. Went around them and uh, went to the line with plenty in the tank with Paul Harvey on board. Vedetta Star settled ahead of Triple missile had a lightweight attached faithful on board, weaved away through, and was was went to the line with with uh, plenty in the tank as well. So it was good to to line them up. I thought triple missile was the better trial, um, and I think triple missile can uh, can uh, just needs galloping room and uh, let him use his his big turn of foot, and uh, he should sweep past them late with vedette to star screaming home into second. Hang on, I I couldn't have. Uh... 
yeah, that's that mirrors my thoughts exactly. Uh, I think True Home Missile might actually be a slightly better horse. It's got the better barrier, and I slightly preferred its trial. Um, that first up win versus Secret Plan last campaign stays in the memory bank pretty firmly. And um, uh, the fact that second up they're able to ride True Home Missile in the breeze, because this is a race without much speed, BJ. You mm-hmm. probably see Strike go to the top. Um, Pahi probably comes across with double jeopardy. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's a race without much speed. So if Triple Missile can use the barrier and sort of be in maybe even in fourth or fifth rather than being back with the debt to star, um, you'd think it's going to be near impossible for debt to star to run the last 200 required to get to the top of Triple Missile. So, um, uh, Vedette to star can definitely run a split very fast, very fast filly. However, um, yeah, you line them up as, as Terry, you like to say, line them up. I think Triple Missile, it's not giving it three good. lengths on the no. turn or two lengths on the turn no. and getting over it. So, uh, triple missile for me again. I was hoping, I was hoping that there was a bit more love yeah, for that. So we can see back will price, but I'm two twenty triple missile. I bet uh, again, a lot of these aren't going to be big bet prices for me. Two forty five will probably be a bet. Um, triple missile, and I, I probably won't be looking any other way. For that, if the, if triple missile is over bet into a dollar seventy, I'll probably back for debt to star at six seven bucks mm. if, if that's how it occurs. But yeah. I highly doubt that's how it's going to occur. Um, but I won't be looking elsewhere. And if you're doing a quadrilla, I'd be going, um, I'll probably go one out, but uh, if you want to be a bit safer, you don't need to look any further than the first two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is, this is a, the graduation handicap that you can tell triple missile and vedette the star are destined for bigger and better things. And these are just stepping stone races and uh, they'll accumulate more points on, on their respective journeys, but triple missile, uh, very exciting now four-year-old. Uh, interesting, the move to Lindsay Smith. I was, I've been. I was going to ask you about yeah, that. I've been told that the connections wanted uh, to head head east with Triple Missile, and of course, Lindsay mm-hmm. Smith has the the um, Victorian and West Australian arms of his establishment. So probably a better setup for a uh, for a horse that they the Neil Irvine, the um, the owner, would like to see racing on the east coast. And uh, interesting to see whether they keep it here for the spring now or, or whether it heads over after uh, if it wins on Saturday but I imagine it stays in Perth for this prep and maybe if uh, if it develops into the horse they think that it'll uh, it'll be transferred across the Lindsay Smith's <laughs> warnable stable uh, maybe in 2022 okay. yeah okay very good which is a shame very for, good. which is a shame for Toddy Harvey but, uh, but yeah uh, that's it the is game. a shame yeah yeah it is a shame it is yeah all right, Terry, here we go. This is more like it. We've got the first of our feature events of the day. Race mm. seven, the Furphy RS Crawford Stakes, listed $125,000, set weights and penalties for the sprinters, for the winter bottom stakes bound sprinters over the 1,000 metres. And the top level talent in this race uh, is uh, salivating stuff, Guru. It certainly is. It certainly is. This is a race I'm very much looking forward to. And um, I am, I think we've got through the rest of the preview pretty promptly. It's worth spending a little bit more time uh, on this race. Do we, do we have a, do we have a bit more time up our sleeves? Do we, Terry? Well, the, yeah, the, the movers are only running significantly low, as <laughs> you'd imagine. So um, I think we might have a little bit more time than once uh, and initially planned. In saying that, I've got a million things to still get ready. But um, yes, let's focus on this race, BJ. And um, and and what a cracking. Um, yeah, cracking little addition of the Crawford and a great prelude to uh, to some of the stuff we're going to be seeing in the winter bottom. It's interesting how, and you mentioned this in the in the mastermind questions, which was a terrific set of questions, by the way, Terry. Um, how much it mir- this this year's edition mirrors last year's? We've got um, yep. we've got Mervyn leading Indian Pacific, pot, pot, lightly sits outside Mervyn, and then we've got Stage Man. They ran the trifecta 
last year and they're um and they're all three of those are, are in the race this year as well so uh, you can add in elite street into into uh, into the mix this year and um river bow the uh the up-and-comer who's sort of a handicapper stepping into th- this company but uh is a weapon around the ascot 1000 meters and you've got a nice little recipe for a terrific contest the rs crawford stakes yeah you certainly do um it, it's and it's a really for those of us who love a good speed map it's pretty easy to mm. um to decipher how it should look mervyn will obviously kick up and lead i mean there's not too many uh Horses will get across Mervyn, and I don't think um, Brad Parnham on Indian Pacific, he'll have that thought process because he'll never probably cook himself if he tries to do so. So Indian Pacific will just roll to the breeze, and uh, that's how the race was run last year where Brad just held on um, – well, just held, just got over, I should say, just got over uh, Mervyn um, that particular day. Um, from there, you've probably got River Bow on the back of Mervyn and you have maybe Caracapo in the 1-1. One, one. Yep. Um, I think Caracapo back to the Thousand. and I, I don't think it'll give uh, a huge toe into the race for that line. Um, while three back the fence, I think Mervyn will give a really nice kick um, and River Bow, I think, will stick on nicely. Uh, so maybe if three back the fence is Elite Street, BJ, that's mm-hmm. how I had it sort of um measuring up that could be a really nice spot to be in this race um finding gaps and finding holes halfway down the straight i had stage man probably um on the back of caracapa just about i uh, don't fuss might be the one parking deep um, it, it's one that might be able to find a spot it's an interesting runner map wise and could be a bit of a bit of a nuisance but um yeah i think the map looks pretty nice for uh for stage man in that sense as well it there's some that should drop behind you, so it shouldn't be back dead last, but you can obviously make a mess of beginnings. And it looks potentially really nice for Elite Street. And you could even say from the breeze, it looks nice for Indian Pacific. If um if if those two can control it nicely and perhaps use Caracapo and maybe even Riverbow, who I still think might be a rung below them as um as roadblocks. So yep. just a just a, a really, really good horse race. There'll be varied opinions. Um looking at the current market, I think Indian Pacific's been overbet a little bit into three ten. I think that's probably a little bit short. I think um I, I mark stage man a, a slight favorite. My gut tells me it's the one most ready to go at the thousand meters, uh, stiff most of the last campaign, little three kilo swing on Elite Street. Um but yeah, I'm 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 wide open to uh, I'm wide open to a Betfair drift here, and I'm wide open to to playing um, what Betfair tells me to play. To be honest, I'm I'm, I'm hoping Elite Street's missed um, in the market, and and we sort of see six seven dollars late for um for the best sprinter in Western Australia. That's my hope. Okay, all right. In I, other words, I'm I'm back in the drift. Back in the drift. Okay. Yeah, I'm, yeah. That Indian Pacific money is that come this morning? I'd- Positive. I went to bed last night. It wasn't wasn't that price. Yeah, well, it was only Brad Brad and three six five up, and yes, I think he was about yes. four four bucks on both. And yes. it looks like he's opened at three forty on Sportsbet, and I think most companies follow Sportsbet on gotcha. Saturdays. Yes. He's opened uh, four, but oh, no, sorry, he's opened four bucks green tab yep. and been backed into three thirty. So, yeah, bit of love for Indian Pacific. Um, just some money, but that doesn't. I mean a huge amount. What that's uh, what that is. Betfair will um yeah will have its own minds late. I'm sure, but uh, yeah, three horse race for me. Bj, which Luke Fernie won't like me saying. I reckon he's he's pretty confident. Mervin can give a pretty good kick out in front and use a little weight swing and turn the tables. And then your Pacific is our uh, is our Luke Fernie. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, cracking cracking horse race this is, and and the market to me is pretty close to um where it should be. 
I marked Indian Pacific favorite three fifty ahead of yep. uh, Stage Man and Elite Street. I had them both four dollars actually, and um, didn't really give much else a chance. Riverbow was my my next in the market just from the run he's going to get, and just yeah. just some of the, the the figures he's posted over a thousand meters in the past. Like he should get his should get a chance. Maybe, might even be able to push off Caracalpo and sort of you know make um, loom at least whether he's good enough to get over the top of him. But the thing with Stage Man, who I'm a huge fan of, and Probably, you know, probably should have almost won the last two winter bottoms. Really, is um, the start the starts for him? He began really, really well in that in that lead up trial um, for William Pike, uh, but he has been a horse who has let 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 us down with sluggish getaways in the past. Over a thousand meters at Ascot at this level, taking on these these horses, if he's if he's doesn't quite nail the start right, then um, he just leaves himself with so much work to do. Yeah, late in his races, Pretty much. So, yeah. yeah, and um, which has been his detriment. And I, and it's interesting that Pike's back riding him because I, I know that I, I feel as though there was a time that he sacked himself off stage, man. Actually, mm. um, where I don't think the wizard and and this particular horse got on all that well. So there's been a. Well, I think I think it's either probably not have a a winning ride, a win. He probably he might have got the ride on Flirtini, so yep. he probably just thought, hang on, we can we can reunite. I think, and uh, he's <laughs> probably can. he's probably a bit of best best interest there. I'd suggest. <laughs> so he did go well for CJP beating yeah. uh, Cup Night, Danny Carberry's Cup Night um, in the birthday, um, yeah. first up in the in the birthday. No, yeah. sorry, not the birthday. Uh, the um, Black Heart no, Bar, Black Heart Bar, the Black Heart Bar. Yeah. Then he dropped to the thousand meters second up, which I think was it's always hard to do. Go from the twelve to the um, to the one thousand. So uh, I like the one thousand fresh rather than the twelve. Who do you think? Who do you think extended the olive branch? Was it Pikey or Stage Man? Who do you think made the first move there? So Stage, <laughs> Stage Man would have. Yeah, he looks. He looks like. A, he looks like an honest campaigner. He looks like a forgiving type. He so, does look like a forgiving um, type. He does. But yeah, I think you run this race several times. You get several different results. It's that type of. Um, yeah. It's that type of race. If the gaps, if the gaps appear, and and say Caracapo goes and Riverboat gets off nicely off the back there, and Elite Street gets the gaps through and gets an unimpeded passage at him, it's going to be very yeah. hard to hold out. Yeah. But if Pikey gets going on Stage Man at the right time and Elite Street's held in that pocket, I don't think Elite Street will run down Stage Man from there. And then if the the two front ones go, if they control it, Mervyn and Indy Pacific well enough, and then Brad and Chris Parnham together press the button at the right time and get them all perhaps standing still and get them sprinting, it'll be very difficult to catch not just Indian Pacific, but Mervyn is <laughs> Mervyn at a thousand meters fresh on a hard Ascot service is a hard horse to catch mm-hmm. as well. So um yeah, I I think it's just a race. It's got many different sort of uh, permutations with how it's run, and and it's it's going to be jockeys are going to be so crucial, and it's um yeah really excited to to, to watch the um to watch it all unfold from a, from a pure thousand meter point of view. I think Indian Pacific is the best Ascot one thousand meter horse in the race. Uh, I think he's going to get the the he's that. Uh, he always trials well, and he's just a good horse. I mean, he ran second in Newmarket, like, and prior to that, he ran second in the Hoistead behind a horse by the name of Fabergino down the Flemington Strait as well. So this horse is is the real deal. He was ears pricked, coasting along for Brad Parnham in his lead up barrier trial. He's had an identical preparation. That was the same trial, uh, same tr- basically the same trial that he won leading leading into his first up Crawford Stakes victory this time last year. Uh, looks as though Neville Parnham has this horse ready to rock and roll, just look beautiful and balanced. Uh, when the pressure pressure goes on on, on Saturday, I think that Indian Pacific is going to be ready to rock and roll. And uh, I'm pretty keen, actually, Indian Pacific, I think, uh, over the 1,000. I think it can be too slick. Yep. I like it. Yep. I like it. Um, just modern to Betfair late. I, I reckon that there'll be, some, there'll be a lack of respect for a lead straight. 
That's my, yeah. my feel is yeah. there'll be a lack of respect for elite street and that might be enough to get me involved. But um, yeah, great race. My market, just for the say, is 360 Stageman, 410 um, Elite Street, 490 in Pacific. Um, looking at it now after your little spiel, that's probably as long as I could have got in in Pacific, I'd suggest. I probably should be a little bit shorter. But um, yeah, just however the races run will be key. Yeah, cracking cracking edition of uh, the Crawford Stakes for 2021 and obviously a pointer towards the the Winterbottom Stakes, the big group one um, later in November. All right, now another outstanding feature event, the uh, the big one of the day, the Northerly Stakes over 1,400 metres. Terrific field assembled, but uh, I imagine all eyes will be on the current raging pre-post railway stakes favourite in Western Empire, the WA Derby winner, he makes his return to racing, comes off two quality barrier trial victories, drawn a good mm-hmm. gate underneath William Pike. And and for mine, I think that Western Empire has uh, the Northerly at his mercy. Uh, yeah, I, I, I got to take him on. He, he might be extremely progressive and, and come out and, and win well. I'm definitely saying, not saying he can't win, but yep. um, he's, he's not well in here at all. Uh, Western Empire... He beat nothing last prep. This is going to sound. This is going to sound probably a touch uh, a touch harsh. But it, on on the two occasions at the fourteen or fifteen hundred, he faced the same two horses, Salaya and Kiss on all four cheeks. He ran third on both occasions. He had excuses when he pulled hard, and he had excuses on the other occasion when he was left in front. Um, but that's still that's still a bit of a worry. I mean, the other horses he beat were class one horses and maiden horses. He's beaten Flash Duke Caddies and Holly Enchantment's a nice horse. Um, Temptation hasn't come out to Frank it all that hard this campaign in. Um, so I'm just I'm just wary that he now carries his biggest weight mm-hmm. um, in in his hardest assignment to date over what would look on the surface to be a fairly unsuitable distance. Um, I mean, he should be getting what is it? Nine kilos of, of fellow road and they made it equal weights. Um, he should be getting significant weight off dance music and dance music gets three and a half off, uh, off him. So look, I, yeah, I, I'm also wary. I went back through the history of Regal Powell cause I reckon I sat here and said the same thing yeah. while Regal Powell did lose first up and obviously uh, won a railway uh, second up. And um, some of these Bob horses do just elevate and, and the trials looked like, wow, this is a, this is a nice horse here, but um yeah, I, yeah, I feel like I'm going to take him on, and I'm going to regret taking him on. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, just under weights and scales, and just under the fact that uh, that he's done just all this better racing ever further, you and he, you don't rate him. It's okay. Uh, I don't want to go that far. <laughs> I've still respected him well in my market. Yeah. I, I'm, this isn't one I've got out the door. I've still got him three forty, so that's still pretty late. He's around three ten, so I haven't got him that, that far mm. away to be honest. But I just, uh, yeah, I just think there's a bit more to this. I do want to see it. Yeah. yeah. I, I want to see it against these type of horses. And if he does um, against these type of horses, because think about this BJ, he's going to carry 58 and a half, Valor Road, 58 and a half, Valor Road's 110. Western Empire probably, say it wins the next two lead ups, gets into the railway as a hundred raider. That means Western Empire carries 53, Valor Road, 58 um, in the railway stakes. It gets five kilos plus the added fitness and bonus it'll get from this racing. So the railway stakes is over if Western Empire comes out and wins on Saturday. Yeah. It's plain and simply all over mm. if it comes out and wins on Saturday. So, um, but yeah, I, I I really like the trials of dance music actually. BJ. Yeah. Um, yeah. I thought they were crackers. Thought dance music's a, um, yeah, she doesn't do much wrong. She looks really nicely in set weights and penalties. Obviously she hasn't, um, 
the the Phillies and Mares races she's won and the Northern Cup she's won haven't uh, adjusted the penalty here so she looks nicely in gets a little weight swing on Valor Road for their battles over the um, over the the carnival last time out tactically I'm not sure what they'll do I think they'll look to probably I don't think they'll mind riding her with cover when it comes to the railway and whatnot but from this gate with sort of a lot of um, horses that want to be in the first few drawn underneath her I think they will just roll forward and um, either land outside by little silver, potentially let Massimo come across, park on it. But I think, yeah, I, I did like the $10. The $750 is not as appealing. Um, perhaps perhaps she might get a little bit longer than that, closer to jump. But, um, yeah, I think dance music can can run us a, uh, a really nice way. It's a horse I trust um, to run you a really nice race. And um, if she's got the killer blow or not, that's what's to be determined. But she's my clear second in the market. And my third pick in the market is a horse that I've never, ever found in my entire life, BJ, and I've taken on profusely uh, quite regularly, um, is KC. Um, I thought the, I thought the trial, did you, you catch KC's trial? Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a cracking um, trial from KC and the shades actually weren't on. It's been a long time since she's trialed without the shades off. So that might be a little sign from the camp that they do think she's going extra well. Um, she was taking ground off rock magic under probably a bit more of a hold on the line and rock magic's obviously a bona fide thousand meter horse while mm-hmm. KC's unsuited trialing over that distance. This race last year, do you remember the move? Sevens to 290, KC. Yes, that's right. Bayo yes. Failed horribly, then came out next start and knocked off Red Cam Man, Laver Rod, Uni Time. Um, beat yeah. beat, beat yeah. up a good field. So, look, if they're making ground, the centre of the track's playing nicely. $21 each way. KC is a huge investment. But, um, look, I don't want to go over the top here, but, yeah, I'm going to probably play dance music and um, and KC and, uh, and let's see how good Western Empire really is with the 58 and a half. Yeah, it's all projection with Western Empire, isn't it? But uh, mm, for me, yeah, I, I think that he he was stretched out to a derby distance because that's just what Bob does. But that I don't necessarily think that that's his go. It'd be like Regal Power, Regal Power won a won a WATC Derby, but really his his best performances have been as a miler in the railway stakes and the All Star Mile. I think Western Empire fits into that category as well. Agree with you if he comes out and wins the, the Northerly Stakes and. Uh, then the, the could be uh, could be all over as far as railway stakes is concerned. For mine, I've I've always been a rap on on this horse, and he he um, I think the biggest bet on <laughs> biggest bet I've had on him was the day he got beat by Salaya and Kiss on all four cheeks, and um, I don't mm. think he's been beaten since. So. Uh, so is you're going to stop him again, are you? Well, it looks that way. So I'll probably, oh, I'll probably, I'll probably be a start early. But no, I, I send, just... Send your invoices to BJ. I think that uh, the, the way that he's trolled up this prep uh, and as a, as a I'm you know, anticipating maturity and development into his four-year-old season, I just feel as though he's going to furnish into the real deal this spring, Western Empire. I think he's ready to, ready to launch and uh, become one of w, our, the best horses in WA. And um, just everything that I've seen it looks just so smooth. He's beginning well, settling, settling well. I think from five, he's just going to get the, the gun run underneath William Pike, and I can see Western Empire um, taking taking these uh, taking these to the cleaners and really stamping himself as uh, as the horse to beat in the Railway Stakes and the Kingston Town Classic moving forward. Pretty pretty keen Western Empire. I was very short in my market, so I was uh, two dollars fifty. Wait. Oh, there we yep. go. That's a bet. It'd be interesting to see what the market does here because yep. um, obviously he's, he's not well suited. Yeah, he's on the, the rating scale. He's not well suited, but yep. we do see money calm. We saw Secret Plan get 
um, backed as if it was simply unbeatable last week and it was simply unbeatable last week. And geez, what is, I just love to know what this market does. Mm. If they're going to come for Western empire and come in droves and I, sort of stay out and I, I have a late bet. And, and if Western Empire, because of the fact that it's uh, on the su- on the surface, he's not well in and he, he does get the wobbles a bit in betting, do we do you, do you pull the trigger early on a couple of them? So it's, um yeah, I'm, I'm not too sure. It'll be everything about this race is intriguing from the betting to the uh, to the viewing of the race itself. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. But if Western Empire does win, um, it'll meet all these better at the weights in a railway stakes when he'll be fitter and at a bit more suitable distance. So, um, might not need to run it this year if that's the case. The other horse I wanted to touch on, who's well over my price, I just want to see what you read on this particular horse is Terry. Last of the line, he is first up. Oh, sorry, first up, yeah, eighty-four days after a Bolton Sprint performance um, in uh, at Belmont back in July. Uh, liked his trial behind Regal Power, then trial behind Stage Man on the fourth of October. His 1,400-metre record at Ascot is five starts for four wins. Was favourite in the Bunbury Stakes, I think. He won the detonator uh, in a very fast time. From gate one, last of the line, Ryan Hill. I wouldn't be surprised if this horse runs runs a big race at, uh, double, fitty, at double figures. And uh, he could be my Maddie of the day, actually, last of the line. Mm. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be very surprised at all to see this horse make the step up to this company and, and run, uh, run a big race. Yep, I swear if he's up to this grade, but yep. um, that's the beauty. Sometimes of backing the um, sort of the up and comer or the unknown. I my, my probably my little worry with the last of the line. Uh, it's a bit like some horse. You know, some horse said that real big boom campaign. Yep, and obviously last of the line hasn't just had one campaign. It's been a couple of really nice ones, but the last one was a bit of a boom. It's just whether they can hit those same heights again, um, and whether that was just sort of we saw free trade have that. Remember how we? Yeah. Well, I was yeah. basically declaring it for the railway stakes. Um, sort of a year out and then it just didn't have it never came back and sometimes that's the reason with these horses and people might think they keep them up a bit long but i think you need to um i think you need to uh, make hay while the sun shines is that the saying make hay yeah, while the sun yeah, shines. absolutely uh so yeah interested to see if it come back but uh yeah what it showed in that race that win over montalina um it's at its best from barry it's a real barrier horse too so from barrier one it can grab the back of um vital silver or dance music or massimo from out wide and um yeah it can uh it can certainly run a race that's very on, very intriguing stuff let's touch on massimo first up mm-hmm. big drifter after the bar plate was added bar plate off and i thought, thought it went really well actually in the uh beaten by uni time in the in the blackout bar so what are we what are we thinking like the gate oh just too much work yeah, yeah. that's all for me i got no knock on massimo draw a gate and i've got it a lot shorter and i've got ran, consideration he ran a huge race in the northerly last year massimo actually yeah he did ran yeah. second to yeah. taxigano yeah um so platoon ran platoon and massimo i think ran the placings behind taxigano that was yeah. one of the questions of the mastermind which i didn't get to yeah. um who rode the winner of last year's northerly stakes taxigano mitchell payman bj it? Mitchell Payment, Payment, very yeah. good, very good. You are this, you are this, this race is mastermind. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just the. I just think it has to do too much work, and I couldn't have it beating this level of horse doing that much work. That, that's all it came down to for me. I mean, we haven't even discussed Uni Time. If it's learned how to jump, it can still run quick last twos. Like, it, there's no reason Uni Time cannot win this again from barrier three. Like, Re, we haven't discussed Regal Power. What price is Uni Time the railway? Uh, 51? I'm not sure, but you got, yeah, but uni time's now 106 right. I did my weights That's yesterday. That's true, yes. Right, so I, I noticed that when I was looking at it. I was like, oh, 106 now. 
Wow. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be carrying a couple of kilos off that minimum, which can be crucial. We saw uni time platoon. There's always that up and comer um, that can flash home for a place on the 53. And mm. um, yeah. So it just, just gets harder as you get up in the, in the weights. Maybe point. it's dig deep this year. It could be dig deep this year. Yeah, it could be. Could be. But yeah, uh, the Northerly Stakes is always a great race. It's a group three pointer towards the uh, the features to come. And uh, yeah, it's going to be like, I like, I like how, I like Terry's stance on Western Empire. I like everything that, that he, that he mentioned. Although I will say is, is some, is the, the three-year-old ratings, I don't know how, because they're only racing against each other, it's very hard to establish um, the, the figure. And basically the handicapper's job is to have them where they think they should be when they turn four in 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 a, in a handicap. So, is the ninety four a real a real rating? And um, if you if or is or is he actually performed to a higher standard than that? But we'll find out in the Northern Stakes first up on Saturday. Uh, and uh, yeah, and as we've mentioned at ad nauseum in the preview, if Western Empire does uh, salute, then um, good luck knocking him off in the features to come. Bj, before we continue. Some notables. Paul Harvey is off his rides on um, on Saturday. We need, a, not we been need a an alert. Do, do, do. Yeah. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> there has not been a replacement named for Star Align. Uh, he didn't have a ride, so I'm just going to pop through quickly. He didn't have a ride in the first three. So I'm going to presume, well, I don't know who's going to go on Star Align, but uh, Brad Rewilla is on Triple Missile, as I thought may occur. So Brad Rewilla, that doesn't change it for me. I'm still pretty pretty happy. Um with Brad Rewilla going on triple missile, obviously Harvey's got the affinity with the horse, um, but that doesn't change how I see that race. You, does it change it for you? No, not really. No. Uh, strike comes out as well. So there'll be even less speed in the race, yep. BJ, um, which means double jeopardy with Pike on. Um, I heard a whisper that that's flying. Yeah. Where'd I get that from? I can't remember, but uh, G is going to be pretty good with 60 from 11 against a couple of sharp ones. Uh, and he has not been replaced on naughty by nature either in the feature race BJ. So if you're looking at backing naughty by nature, there will be a replacement jockey, which I'm sure will be out before the uh, podcast is, uh, is completed. So uh, Paul Harvey off his rides for Saturday. Mm, okay. That, uh, that is very interesting. Thanks for the update there, Guru. Nah, um, it's fine. We are, we are hurtling towards the finish line on uh, episode 98 of the one, one. Uh, but before we, uh, we wrap things up, there's a one very important event to get to do you know it what it certainly is? is it is it's it's the uh it's uh stewie divertini's favorite i reckon he might be a chance of making it out trick stewie <laughs> divertini making it his third winner loves them the other uh, get out stakes s-t-e-a-k-s for the 98th time 98th time the get out stakes popular through the roof on twitter is the get mm. out stakes brought to you by Market City Meats, the largest retail butcher shop in Perth, located out at the Canning Vale Markets on uh, Bannister Road. Timmy Hewitt, absolute champion man, Timmy. He runs the show. Uh, let him know that you listen to the 1-1 one, one when, you, when you drop in and, uh, and uh, choose from a variety of small good options he has out there, Timmy, and uh, he'll look after you, that is for sure and certain. And huge congratulations to Benny Armstrong. Now, Benny... I'm going to have to go back through. We're going to have to do an honour board, Terry. I'm going to have to go back through the record books to see what's happening here. So how many get-out stakes do you reckon Sean Nichols won? The GOAT. Five? Five or six. Yeah. So the, so the guru, Benny Armstrong, he 
has he recorded a fourth get out stakes victory last Saturday. Oh, he was his tail. he was secret plan two point two seven. The official was secret plan two point two eight. Very good going there by Benny, and uh, that's a fourth get out stakes triumph. And he is hot on the heels of uh, the goat Sean Nichols, who's gone very quiet. We better we better. We better check in with Sean to make sure that uh, he's uh, he's. Um, I, I don't understand. Like he's started off in a blaze of glory, Terry. Five victories in in uh, in no time, and he hasn't been able to get on the board for a while now. Have you heard from him no, at all, Schnicko? No, I haven't heard from Schnicko in a while. I think when the uh, when the hunter becomes the hunted, mm. that's a uh, he's, he's struggled to deal with the pressure of um of a of a leading. Uh, get out stakes contender. So um, he almost mirrors yeah, mirrors I, the fortunes of like the Hawthorne Football Club, really, doesn't he? One that got the uh, <laughs> got the three peat and hardly been hardly been sighted since, down and out. But uh, they're expecting to lift. So uh, Schnicko, if you're out there, we uh, we miss you, mate. So hopefully you can you can get back into the hunt for the get out stakes very soon. Uh, but yeah, mm. all all spoils to Benny Armstrong. Enjoy those stakes, mate. And uh, thanks for supporting Market City Meats. Now this week to enter the get out stakes, that's race nine at Ascot on Northerly Stakes Day. Make sure you send us a message on Twitter at the11pod. Let us know who you think will win race nine. A decimal winning margin, two decimal points are preferred. And uh, Terry, the, the Sam White rule. First in, best dress. Correct. First in, best dress. We can never forget the Sam White rule. Race nine is the Amelia Park Handicap. Over 1,400 metres. What did you make of this one? Uh, another two-horse race, BJ. Yeah. Uh, it's just a day of two-horse races, and the market is just so similar to mine. It's not funny. I was 255, Real Charisma, 440 MTA, and, um, yeah, so they're 264.80, and of those prices will uh, excite me a great amount. MTA, it's... I was sort of willing to forgive uh, last start uh, just with getting crossed. Sometimes if a horse does the work to get to the top, then is crossed, they can sort of give up the ghost. Um, but in saying that, I thought last campaign was slightly underwhelming for MTA. So I'm just going off one good run in the last five, which mm-hmm. is a slight worry, but that one good run was only a month ago. So it's still in pretty recent memory. But um, look, I think if Real Charisma drew barrier uh, one, two, three, four, it would probably be... Uh, $1.70, $1.80, $1.90, it'd be sprightly star type territory, I'd suggest. But from Barry 10, things can go wrong here, BJ. Mm. MTA gets it softly out in front, um, which it should do. Um, Pikey's going to have to be sharp here on Real Charisma. I think he'll have to ride it somewhat aggressively from the gate. It's a horse with gate speed. Not expect uh, him to potentially look for a spot in the first seven or eight, and uh, like first six or seven. And if that doesn't occur, um, if he doesn't find cover, he uh, he ends up deep with it, and uh, from there it can be a difficult assignment. So um, yeah, this is this all comes down to to the ride from uh, from Willie Pike on Real Charisma. But I think if uh, if it gets normal luck, which you can't just say it will get normal luck because there's a big chance in Barrier Ten you don't get normal luck. Um, I think it'll be far too good for them. A sixty-six Raider and a sixty-six plus with the Cerise and Right. That's a uh, recipe for success. Agree. Yeah, the vortex well and truly in uh, in full swing um, out in my neck of the woods, Guru. So real charisma. As you said, you yeah, you middled it with your analysis there. Gate 10, Pikey's going to have to be on top of his game, but this horse just um, – what do you think of its trial underneath Jet Stanley? It was 
Uh, yeah, good trial. Yeah, I think the shades nice. weren't on. The shades yeah. weren't on in the trial either. I've got no issue. It's no issue with the horse. No issue with the three-year-old form around Speed Dream. Everything adds up. That this yeah, is um, yeah. this yeah. is your winner. But um, but from Barrier Ten, as I said, MTA. If it rolls out in front, so this is a horse that nearly pinched a guinea. He's rolling out in front. Yeah. If Real Charisma's getting a tough run, or if he drops it back and he's back behind a wall of them, um, it's simply it's sometimes it's just impossible to run yeah. the splits you need to to catch the horse out in front. So um, yeah, I think the market's got it bang on. I, I, I you, traditionally you'd back Pike in to get it right and make yep. the right decisions, and he's usually pretty aware of the map and who his biggest dangers are and where they're going to be in the run as well. So he, I, don't, I think he'll write this with a bit of aggression. But if he sits three deep, no cover the trip, um, he might not have the finishing burst, especially first up at the fourteen hundred, and uh, MTA uh, might be able to nick it. So um, that's basically the two permutations for the race, and the market is telling me exactly. Um, exactly what I've told my yeah. market as well. So, I thought I, I um, honestly thought they'd real real charisma would have a three in front of it actually, um, but uh, wonder what the exchange does late. Oh geez, I think if you're waiting to back a pikey horse on the exchange, you're brave. The good thing about this one, being, <laughs> the good thing about this being the last is um, if it is playing really hot rail or really nice on speed day, you can um, you can probably shorten MTA in you. You can tune that in in your book, even if it's playing um, like it did on Wednesday and horses are making ground really nicely and rapidly, then you can probably uh, be willing to take a slightly lower price real charisma. So, um, yeah, when when the markets are so close to my own, I, I quite enjoy that sometimes because it allows you to assess a pattern and have a bet on, uh, on the uh, on the same day. All right, is, is Mashad third wheeling it in this race or – what do you no, think? I got Mashad fifth in line, sixth in line. Okay. Uh, I don't. I think Mashad's a real William Pike type of horse. It's yeah, a really difficult horse good to point. ride. Yeah. Um, Island Missile aesthetically was just too good um, to ignore how good that win at Northern was. And, and Beret, Beret's Beret. It's not going to win one, but it's going to continue to look the winner at some point in the race. So they're, they're the two I'd mark to clear equal third elect was Beret and um, and Island Missile, but. Um, yeah, I, I, I struggled to go outside the top two, to be honest. Disappointed by point taken last start. The uh, the run it had in transit at the top of the straight, I thought, hang on, we might be on here, but um, really didn't let down as I'd hoped. So whether that was its mark or I'm not too sure, but if there's improvement from one from a gate, maybe three back the fence, um, it could be point taken at a price, but a little bit disappointed with its last outing. Okay. Yeah, real charisma on top for me in the last uh I mean, secret plan um, landed in a beautiful position for William Pike. Similar connections, first up last uh, last Saturday, and uh, and walloped them. And uh, I imagine that um, and geez, the money was just kept coming too, didn't it? For secret plan, um, yeah. I imagine that um, everyone. This could happen again. Could happen again. Yeah, yeah, could happen mm. again. And uh, yeah, so that it's just I suppose when you got horses of this caliber, it, it's easy. But the way that they. Uh, the Cerise and White Peter's investments they place these horses um, to allow them to work work through the grades. It's um, you got to got to admire the way that they program and spread them out and find the races for them and get them ready to go. And this looks like a, a terrific first up assignment for Real Charisma, and she's well and truly the horse to beat. So yeah, yeah, if Real Charisma or Sprightly Star have stepped up to another level, and, and I'd expect both them. Well, both should be probably winning, especially Sprightly Star. But um, if they win 
really nicely like we saw Truly Great do. Um, don't be surprised to see him throw one of them in the deep end in an RJ Peters because they're not too perturbed about grabbing the points if it means having a crack at a feature. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if either are up to that. Um, but don't be, I didn't think truly great was up to that either. Winning yeah. a weight for age, uh, group one. So, um, yeah, don't be surprised potentially seeing that's why the money comes. Cause they know where the trajectory these horses are on. They sort of, um, yeah, they, they have to keep them so safe. So, uh, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me if it's uh, belted in betting. Okay. All right. Let's take a break, Terry. And we'll come back with our best bets, our maddies, our lays, some top gun chatter, and we'll wrap things up. Wonderful. Well and truly in the home straight now, Terry, our Betfair best betting proposition of the day. I'll throw to you first. What have you got? Uh, Look, this is not a card I'm excited about all that much. Uh, I think Sprightly Star and um, Triple Missile in the middle two will win. Hopefully you can get for 55 bucks the double on Betfair if we manually all up them that'd be nice bit of a dream so I'll give you a double we'll go sprightly star triple missile race five race six okay I'll I'm going to back myself here Terry Mario Delina style Western mm. Empire is my best bet of the day in the northerly oh I like it a little bit of uh, a little bit of uh, meat on that bone potentially potentially this, um, is, <laughs> this is the yeah, quandary which we'll yeah. get to when we run through our top gun uh, top gun situation very shortly so Western yeah. Empire is my bet fair best who are, we, who are you who's your lay uh, my lay of the day again I struggled for a lay I think mm. all the favourites deserve to be quite well in the market I've got a lot of them long, a lot longer than they are but I think they could all win uh, I've ended up with one of the equal favourites in race three Apple Schnapps um, just off the fresh up back on a firmer deck. I think the race will be dominated by horses closer to the speed. So I'll take on at my own detriment, L Smith and W Pike, probably um, Apple Schnapps. Apple Schnapps for me as well. That was my, ah, that was my lay. So very good. Yeah, I feel better now that you've gone the same. Yes. In uh, saying that, your lay, your lay wins most weeks, doesn't it? That's <laughs> been lately. Who did I lay last week? It won. Ginger Flyer. Ginger Flyer. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was, looking that good was, for that was a, game. That was looking, game. Looking good for a stride or two. So, yeah. uh, But uh, Holly Watson uh, extricated herself out of a bit mm. of, or maybe the horse did all the work. She probably sure. shouldn't have been. She probably shouldn't have been in the pocket <laughs> to begin with, I'd suggest. I reckon if you're on Ginger Flyer, I reckon she perhaps should have been uh, yeah, moments, not, hand, so. not handing up when they were walking. So um, anyway. Yeah, the, was yeah it, was, it was interesting. They looked like they were going a bit quicker than what the figures show, but they were absolutely walking early in that race. Yeah, so. odd, odd. But anyway, she knew what she was doing and uh, got the most out of it. Might be trying to get it, uh, get it to settle over further. Anyway, Correct. BJ, you're uh, you're Maddie. I mentioned What's it in, Maddie? The, in the twenty preview. bucks or more. I mentioned in the preview. I know this is a bit silly because it's in the same race as my best, but I reckon last of the line is value at uh, twenty three dollars best available at the moment. Okay, you know, last the of the line. Yeah. Yep. Last of the line. Oh, hang on. So you got your best and your Maddie in the same race? Yeah. No, no. Yeah. Yeah. Best and Maddie in the same race. Oh, we, I don't know. If we, come on. Are we allowing that? Mate, you're, you do multis for your, yeah, for your I best. Know, that's fair enough. Yeah. I don't know how I can talk, can I? That's a bit, uh, that's a bit, uh, what's the word I'm after? That's a bit, uh, I don't know, Rich, maybe. Rich. Uh, okay, last of the line for me. I'm going to go race one. Um, Dardira. Yeah. Uh, it's out to $20, $20 plus now across the agencies. So um, I think it can uh, go to the top with a lightweight and uh, it might simply not be good enough. But uh, I'll tell you what, leader with 52 at Ascot in race one with a couple of roadies around you. I reckon it will give a kick and give us a sight at a, uh, at a nice little price. Yeah, good thinking there, Terry. I didn't realise that horse was at such a big price, actually. Mm. That's uh, about half 
half my quote for Dadira, and then of course we got to just uh, just a reminder out there to everyone that Bazoom is uh, could be a likely scratching after winning at Ascot yesterday. Mm-hmm. Still, so, even but, with the deduction, it's still yeah, going to be mad. To that Twenty dollar mark, still so. going to be mad. Absolutely. Um, top Gun. Yeah, where Top, are you going? Uh, like, you later. Okay, in. so this is the quandary I face at the moment. Talk this us is, through your thought process. So, I'm six. I'm roughly six hundred eighty dollars uh, running putting along there in eleventh position at the moment. So, mm-hmm. how far are you off the cut? What's what's twentieth or twenty first in? Oh, good question. Uh, no, Jam- nine people aren't going to get in front of you though, are they? Yeah. So James Ledger. James Ledger is currently twentieth. Twentieth. He's on five hundred and one dollars. So. I'm, You're safe. I'm, You're safe I'm, for another week. I'm safe. So I really wanted to just have my 100, 100 wins on Starline. However, because I think that I'm probably looking at about four or five dollars. You think, Terry, four, five, six dollars, maybe? Uh, it's it's one that could even get a, a wobbly bottle. I reckon. You're not impossible. You got your six, seven bucks there late. But as of recording, there is no rider name. Paul What's Harvey, a wobbly bottle? By the way, Paul Harvey is 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 off. Jeez. So it's very mm. hard just to sort of launch into one with it. <laughs> Without a without a rider booked, um, so I'm just going to grab hold, steady. I'm going to change course here, and I'm just going to see if we can get Western Empire to uh, three dollars plus price on the Betfair exchange. That's Betfair starting price. Western Empire, hundred wins. That's going to be my top gun investment. Hopefully, it wins three hundred. A couple of people don't get a collect up the top. I can I can croach close enough to have a swing for uh, maybe the last two weeks. I like that. My don't mind that. Don't mind that. Uh, I'm going to, I think now if you're, uh, if you're safe, we've got to try and get in front of uh, Chrissy Olsen at in top. So um, I'm not going to go with one of the obvious ones. I I need to make about 400 bucks. A horse that'll hold its price. I don't know if it'll hold it greatly, but I'll definitely um, stay somewhere near the $4 mark is uh, Flicker's Chance. So race number three, I'm going to have 100 wins on Flicker's Chance, PJ. Yeah, that, was, uh, um, that was on my short list as well. That's uh, that very good, Guru. Yeah, and hope uh, hopefully if that wins, it's around the four dollar mark on Betfair, and um, and Chrissy Olsen doesn't uh, doesn't keep chipping away. Chrissy might uh, might play it smart this week and have a hundred sprightlies, or a, mm. he might even just come on and have a hundred flickers chances and keep me at bay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do, do you think we, do you think we should do you think we should give our uh, if you uh, our uh, yeah. tips? Oh, uh, not for the last week. Not, not for the last. If, week. If it, not for the last week. Okay. Um, We'll give them to each other, and yeah. maybe we'll, maybe we'll message them to um, a crip or something, yeah. so they can be an impartial judge. Yeah. Um, just for no, no for just that, put, but, put a um, message them on Twitter like everyone else does, and then we can we can do a screenshot of them and put them up. Yeah, uh, yeah, no, that's a that's a good shout. So yeah, yeah we've got a hundred uh, hundred wins, flickers chance. I'm three ten. It's currently about four if, bucks. Uh, so if you feel some contention by then, uh, also just a reminder about prizes. Uh, they'll be announced on next week. Next week confirmed. Next mm-hmm. week's. Uh, edition of the one one that'll be episode 99 uh also i think we're going to get a trophy made up um so that uh so that the uh um the winner can have something to hang on the mantelpiece they can be the top gun the top gun of wa racing when it comes to tipping and um i just need to mention something before we wrap things up terry so concept called battle of the codes don't know if you've seen any of it flying around on social media but was developed by kath harris who's the uh gloucester park social media and marketing uh guru out there at uh at the old west australian trotting association so 
this is a terrific fundraising idea for for Telethon for a, tr- for a tremendous cause. And uh, what's happening is we've got six top harness racing drivers taking on six WA's finest jockeys. This is a six-hour uh, stationary bike, uh, well, exercise bike relay race, Guru. So from the harness world, we've got Ryan Warwick, Denny Roberts, Dylan Edgett and Green, Gary Hall Jr. and Madison Brown, plus Chris Voke, the Voke train, taking on the jockeys, Sean McGrady, Joe Azapati, Chris Parnham, Mitchell Pateman, Peter Nucky, and Craig Staples. So they will all be riding for one hour each, no break. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a race between the two coasts to see who can cover the most territory in the time allotted. And a special shout out to one of the one of the great guys of WA Racing, Stevie Parnham. Steve Parnham is doing his own solo six hour ride alongside Kath Harris. His ride begins at 9.45 and finishes at 3.45 this Saturday. Um, so he is, that's no, that the only breaks he can take are toilet breaks, Guru. So. Um, huge. Huge, so Stevie's, um, Doing doing that to raise raise much needed funds for Telethon. Now the Battle of the Codes. Initially, they were hoping to raise what were they hoping to raise seven and a half thousand dollars, and at the moment they've already broken through the ten thousand dollar mark thanks to donations from people within the uh, within the harness and thoroughbred industry. So, Kath Harris said that they're looking to push up towards the fifteen or twenty k by the time. Telethon wraps up this weekend. So if you want some more information on how you can be a part of Battle of the Codes, jump onto their Battle of the Codes Facebook page. There's links on how you can donate. And yeah, it's going to be um, follow the, the social media channels to see how the jockeys and the drivers are doing and, and who wins and who succumbs to the uh, to the pressure of the relay race. But terrific initiative. And uh, yeah, just um, from everyone here at the 1-1, just uh, get behind Telethon this weekend and, uh, and donate to a uh, very worthy cause. Huge effort from uh, from Stevie Parnham. That's uh, yeah, that's cracking stuff. I don't think I could last uh, six hours in a bike. But yeah, you've got the you've got a rider's frame. <laughs> yeah, you've been a bit of a Cadell Evans type look about you. No, no, not me, not me. I've just uh, just dusted off the bike recently, actually, with me and my daughter going for mm. bike rides and weekends. So maybe next year, maybe next year, I might be able to start my campaign this weekend. Going for I heard a, a rumor, you're, you're the one with the trainer wheels on as well. <laughs> I, my my uh, athletics days are well and truly behind me. I'm uh, I'm into hiking these days. That's my new 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 uh, season. The summer resolution is just to get out and about and do some hiking exercises. But uh, but uh, yeah, got to look after the body when post forty, Terry. But you don't have to worry about that for a while, my friend. So uh, <laughs> but uh, Battle of the Codes, uh, terrific stuff. Get behind uh, it and yeah. uh, Stevie Parnham, what a legend! Six hours nonstop alongside Kath Harris. So looking forward to to seeing how everyone goes and hopefully they can. Crack through the $20,000 barrier there for Telethon this weekend. Yeah, that's great. Great stuff. Oh, BJ, that brings us to the end of another episode of the 1 1. Um, good luck to those. I'm heading out for race one, actually. I'll only be there for probably an hour. A uh, fair bit of moving occurring at um, at uh, Guru HQ this weekend. But uh, if we're out there, come and say hello. We're going to go and watch Yemen Lass. Hope she can run a cheeky race from the breeze, BJ. Um, but it's a, a cracking day's racing. And uh, I hope we all uh, can find a winner or two. We should have some guests coming up. I think Pete Anthony's might be uh, tentatively locked in, BJ, for episode number 100. He's one of our more popular guests with listeners. Um, Happy Valley Pete, they're calling him, aren't they? 
happy, yeah. Shatin, Shatin uh, Anto. Uh, that did not rhyme at all. I could have done far better with a bit more time there. But uh, looking forward to having uh, Pete on in coming weeks and we'll have the prizes for the Top Gun announced next week. And get excited and- too. 100 episodes, only two weeks away. And get, yeah. get, get around us. So. Yeah, make sure everyone comes along to the 100th episode party. That will be a good day out. I know I've spoke to a few of the other lads uh, who have been on the show and regular guests, and a lot of them are coming out to join us. So we should uh, hopefully have a few familiar faces out there and um, a bucket load of hats from Mecca Sports as well, DJ. You can yes. get your uh, your personalised 1-1 lid, which is obviously one of the hottest properties in Australia <laughs> at the moment. New, well, yeah, new, especially new batch as well, new styles. It's, uh, it's all happening. Yeah, it certainly is. I'm trying to wind this up, but it's happening. It's it's going very slowly. But until next week on the one one.